From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, I have No More Heroes 3, and I'm going to talk about it. And also, we're going to break down the Hub World Direct. It's 2012 again, and I'm still pissed. This all looks familiar. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 286, your place for Nintendo fans like yourself to talk about ridiculously amazing games that have come out in the past week. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Toilet Rescuer Johnson. Jeremy, the princess, Yoshi, and his friends are going to take a vacation. Mikowski. I'm a host named John Nitter. You are. And uh, let's start off the week as we normally do and talk about the games we bought and the games that we've been playing. Like right after we, it was like what the next, the day after we stopped recording last week, there was a Nintendo drop weird, kind of weird drop, but kind of a weird thing. But uh, Pokemon TV is now on the switch, which I think is pretty rad. Actually. I mean, there's no, from what I can tell, there's no Nintendo online service required to play the game or to watch. It's not even a game to watch the uh, Pokemon cartoons, and it's basically, you know, an app that will take you to some Pokemon cartoons. There's a lot of stuff missing, actually, weirdly enough, but maybe since it's just starting, they'll add it later. But, uh, yeah, Pokemon TV, I don't know if it got mm. announced during Gamescom or, or, or a separate through Nintendo, but it's, uh, yeah, you can download it for free. It's like, you know, it's not that much. Uh, you don't need a You don't need a service or an account or anything like that to watch it, but you can watch the first two seasons of the Pokemon anime, plus like 10 through 13 and 20 through 23. So there's a lot of stuff missing on there. There's like, a, what, 3 through 9 and 14 through 19, and if there's anything past 23. Also, there's none, as far as I can tell, none of the movies are on there either. So that's kind of a letdown. I couldn't find any of the movies either. No, I downloaded it. I don't I don't watch Pokemon at all. I'm not into Pokemon, but I downloaded it just to see what it was all about and and to see what a, some semblance of Netflix would look like on on Switch, you know that's kind of nice. But um, it, it was interesting to see, yeah, what was on there and what wasn't. And I think that it's just probably related to streaming deals with other services. Like certain seasons are of this show are on Netflix and in other areas and all that stuff. But I can't imagine why they wouldn't have all those other shows on there ex- except for that reason. It's weird because uh, yeah, the problem with a problem with this show on Netflix is, uh, you know, the same sort of thing where it only has certain seasons and not other seasons. And I would hope that this Pokemon app would like fix that, would just put, would be like everything, all the Pokemon's here. You know, that would be ideal. That yeah. would be what I would want from it. Okay, I don't know if they would like let the other seasons expire on other networks because I imagine those are really profitable. And this is something given away for free. Um, but it, it would be interesting to see the reasons why uh, they did it, did it this way. But one thing that I think is cool is that it, this seems to aim to be the home for all things Pokemon. Like, they're not just showing the TV shows. They're showing uh, streaming events and tournaments and that kind of thing. 
Yeah, there, yeah, there is some other stuff on there as well. I was, I watched some of it. I watched like, uh, I watched the intro, you know, to the first, <laughs> the episode of the first season, and I watched one of the, I watched one of the newest season episodes, which is basically a remake of the original season. So, so like, uh, season twenty three is basically season one all over again, with with a different intro. So I was just, I was, I was like, I, I was like, okay, I remember what the original ones are like because I watched like pretty much the whole first season. Let's jump all the way to whatever the newest thing is on here and see what that's all about. And I thought maybe it would be like Sword and Shield and stuff, but no, it was a, I guess at one point they started over again, or they or they rebooted it. So it's, is it the same characters like Misty and Ash and all them? I think so. I mean, I, I think hmm. it's still Ash. He just looks different. Like, I know the animation's different, and that was a big thing about it, but yeah, it's they just might as well just start all over again. So the the one I always wanted to watch because it's like my favorite generation of it is uh, the black and white stuff. But I can never once again when I try to watch it through like YouTube or Netflix, I can never really tell which season is that, which one is the black and white stuff because it's all kind of fragmented on whatever you know whatever version I found it on. So hopefully they can you know I'm sure they'll stick with this and it'd be nice if they would just kind of like there was a way that you could look at things by game also like whatever. If you want to see which ones follow which story and which game, that'd be cool too. That would really help for people who just want to follow like a specific generation, or you just don't want to start with like red and blue. You know, you want to go to like black and white, or uh, or sun and moon, or sword and shield, or whatever. You know, that'd be that'd be cool. I mean, it's it's a neat thing to have it on there. Like it's like John was saying, it's just completely free. And you know, if they did this as a theme thing for anybody else, you'd be super excited about it. Like if they put a Mario app on there that had like Super Mario Brothers Super Show and all that other stuff on there. Oh that come would on, be, yes. I mean that that would that's great idea. I mean that's probably a that's probably its own licensing nightmare as well. But it would be cool. I mean, I'm sure people are saying that as like, why don't we get one for everyone? Give us a give us yes. a Mario Show app. Give us a whatever. Just give us a Nintendo movies and TV show app. Just everything. Yeah. Bring it all back home. Yeah. Nintendo Plus. Captain N and all that stuff. I have no idea what where the licenses fall on that. Like maybe they, they probably don't have access to any of those or probably give give no shit about bringing any of it back because they don't want to remind you about it. Like they don't want you to know like how bad that was or they just don't want to put any sort of effort towards it. But it's just interesting that they're like, yeah, here are Pokemon. Watch some Pokemon. Maybe get to try to get everybody excited about Diamond and Pearl and Arceus and all that stuff. See, I can't help but just think of the uh, GameCube game. Uh, was it Pokemon Channel or Ch- Channel Pokemon? I thought there was a Pokemon. Yeah, there was that. But wasn't there a Pokemon there, Channel there was on Wii else also? Pokemon TV, yeah. Right? There, yeah, I think there was a Pokemon That's all TV I think also. of when I see this. I'm like, I mean, I know what it is. And I feel like we've spoken about it before. But yeah, that just reminds me of the GameCube game, which I kind of wonder if that's not a rare game at this point. Well, the, the first thing that it reminded me of is... Uh, the Game Boy Advance video cartridges <laughs> that you could get with Pokemon episodes oh, on right. it, you know, from from uh, from like the two thousands or whatever, whenever that was. That, that was the first thing I thought of was was that, yeah, just because you know, I was like, well, this is much easier than that. You know, you don't have to buy a cartridge that has like one episode on it and play it, and then buy another cartridge that's way too expensive with one episode. Of course, it remember it reminds me as well of like in nineteen, what like nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine, when I was trying to watch all of the Pokemon anime and I was, and I actually bought some of the cassettes and you could buy like a VHS tape with two episodes on it for whatever ridiculous price at the time. And I've come a long way. Now you can just get it on your switch and watch it for free, even though it's very fragmented, but whatever. Have you, did you have a chance to look at it, Jeremy? No, I haven't yet. Okay. Well, if you want to hear that super catchy Pokemon song, you have it at all times. 
on your Switch. The, it's built into the Switch. Some of those newer intro songs are pretty good too. I, 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 there was a time where I downloaded a bunch of them just to listen to them to whatever the new ones were. So there you go. Yeah, I, I played around with that with a little bit. I was last uh, was it Friday? I was at work and we had a whole lot of whole lot of downtime, so I had a lot of time to look at Pokemon TV and play some of the other games that I've been playing as well. Which is uh, oh, also um. If there's any sort of news that happens later in this week, like Wednesday past, that's because we're actually recording early this week because uh, mm-hmm. my wrestling week starts tomorrow. So I have three days of wrestling in Chicago to go see. So that's what's happening with me. It's pretty cool. Um, I was able to, I know I said before on the show that I wasn't going to buy all three of the tickets, but I didn't, but I didn't end up doing that because it was way cheaper than buying just one. But that's the plan. And I ended up, I have a job that's, actually working perfect with the schedule too, where I can work and do that at the same time. So that's what's happening with me, but I'm super psyched about that. It'll be fun. Maybe I'll run into some other podcasters there. There is one podcast in particular that I'm trying to track down. Maybe I'll see him there. <laughs> I'm not hunting. I'm sure I'm not hunting will. him or anything. I just know he's there. <laughs> and I know, I know he'll be walking around, but yeah, it's a, yeah, it'll be cool. And I'll, I'll let everybody know about that next week. It is a uh, one cool thing. I mean, if anybody remembers the the '90s WCW stuff, uh, the Giant, aka uh, Big Show, uh, Paul White is actually wrestling at the pay per view that I'm going to. So that's pretty fucking awesome. Oh, cool! I'm like super excited about that. I just want don't forget your sign. I just want to see him. I just want to see him choke slam somebody. That's all I want. I think that's what everybody wants. I mean, if he doesn't choke slam anybody, it's going to be. I mean, they would. They they deliver. They really deliver well. ADW does. They're good at writing stuff. I feel like their uh, their matches are done really well. Yeah, I was gonna make a sign possibly, but I'm kind of I'm like kind of far back. Like I'm like not right next to the ring, so I don't think anybody would actually see it. But let's make it really big. Uh, you should bring one anyway, yeah, I, just for your I own mean, sake. You want to bring easy one? Easy right? is greater than yeah something else. Final Fantasy. Oh, I already have a <laughs> I already have the stuff planned. I mean, if I if I bring them, nobody will probably even hear this episode until afterwards, so I can say what I was planning on doing. I was just just to like be a you know, just to be stupid about it, I was going to make one that says uh, Ease 8 is better than Breath of the Wild. That was one of them that I was going to make. <laughs> and then I was going to make one that's actually the truth was uh, Doom 64 is better than GoldenEye was was my other one that I was going to make. Because nice. I haven't really ventured into the first-person shooter stuff yet. It's all been like RPG battles. So yeah, I figured out. Maybe I'll- give a shout-out to the Wrestling Empire guy. Be like, hey, come on my podcast. Here's my contact <laughs> info. He's probably watching, right? <laughs> I can make I can make a sign that says Wrestling Empire is better than any other wrestling game out right now because it's the truth. But uh, I mean, I think he knows that already. <laughs> I mean, I, I did ask him about it. I did ask him to come on the show, but he's 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 incredibly busy. He's constantly updating that game, which I should play again soon. I know he's added a bunch of shit. I mean, I, I'd follow his stuff on Twitter, and he always posts po- posts uh, videos and stuff of all the things that are on there. But both of you guys should get that game because it's totally worth it, and it's totally awesome. And it seems to be on sale a lot, and even not, even not, it's only twenty bucks. And I put well over twenty hours into it for sure. I've been thinking so about it. It's, a, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Plus, you get all of the wrestlers in there without a license, sort of. <laughs> They're all in there. You can find them if you look hard enough, which is pretty cool. So, so yeah, enough about that. Enough about wrestling. Let's move on to actual games that I've been playing. I'm still playing a lot of Quake, of course, on Switch, which is an excellent game. I'm at the final chapter of levels right now. I was hoping to beat it, but I did. I did kind of get stuck on a level where I. I mean, I get stuck on every level for a while. For a while, I was talking about that last week, where I kind of get stuck, and then I'll find a secret area 
with like a quad damage or like extra ammo and stuff like that, and I'll still power through it. But this one I was kind of get stu- getting stuck on. But also, uh, there was another game that came out, which uh, has been has been my main focus with, between the, between those two. But I'll definitely go back and finish Quake. Uh, it's it's great. Like I said, highly recommend playing it if anybody wants to play one of the original best low poly first person shooter horror games. Quake is awesome, and it runs so well, and it looks nice. I was playing it on my 4K TV. Looks quite nice. And I was right. We were talking about the soundtrack last week with Nine Inch Nails. And there really is, there's no music at all. There's no music whatsoever in this game. It's just all noises. Mm. Like there's not really, it's, the sound design is cool, but there's not, there is no like, um, there's not even a tiny, tiny piece of a rhythm in there whatsoever. It's just like hums and noises and whatever. And it kind of feels like you're there. And it's, you know, like a lot of these games, Doom was like this also. Like you want to you wanna listen to the sounds that the enemies make when they're hiding around every corner and you want to like pay attention to like, you know, they all breathe differently. So you'll know like which one's what. And a lot of these games, the reason that I like them a lot, I guess is because, you know, there's, there's always a trigger. Like you go around a certain wall, like doors will open, they'll pop out from different areas. And I always try to like go slowly and try to find them before they actually notice me and, you know, kill them before that. Uh, Quake in particular, I think was, was where I learned how to uh, bounce, bounce grenades off walls pretty much was a huge thing that I did there. It's kind of like my own uh, billiards, you know, doing the angles. Mm-hmm. You can hit one. And I did that a lot in Quake. Like, a, I think that's the only game that I've really done that because you can really do a lot of that because, the you know, the, the the bombs won't explode unless they actually hit somebody or you. So uh, so you can actually bounce them off walls and do some really cool stuff. So it's a, it's a neat it's a neat trick to, to do on there. And I, and I do it a lot, like, when, once you have that. So, so yeah, get that game. It's great. Incidentally, I just saw that the uh, Quake vinyl was released in September last year. What is that? So if you do like the soundtrack. What does it sound like? Yeah. <laughs> I guess pretty much that's it. Yeah, if you want to have your house sound like a living hellscape, you know, there you go. Yeah, I was I wondered because, yeah, there's not really, like I said, there's not really songs in there. But uh, something that I did forget to mention last week, which I should have, on the subject of Nine Inch Nails, like being involved with whatever the soundtrack is. Uh, if you remember the nail gun, you get a nail gun in the game. There's actually two nail guns. There's the double and there's the quad nail gun. But when you collect nails, they're in boxes that say Nine Inch Nails on them. They have the Nin insignia on the front of it. So oh, they're nice. not hiding it. <laughs> it's definitely there. I, 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 I felt, I felt kind of stupid that I forgot to mention that. That there is, yeah, you see Nine Inch Nails on the nail boxes that you get. So, yeah. I always wondered if that was a reference to the band or not. Because I was not really into the band when I was in high school. And once mm-hmm. again... The music's not really there, so it doesn't really. I wasn't like, oh, this is you know, this sounds like whatever, you know. Which I just remember because when my friend gave me the game to copy, he gave me the box and everything, and on the cover it said pretty prominently yeah. featuring songs by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. I don't know where to find them, but they're in there somewhere. You can listen really hard. But it is cool that that's like that was probably the first game like that that didn't really have like a soundtrack, you know, that was more just like the presence of the of the of the locations that you're at and not like just a song that's just like like going through the whole thing like like Dune and Doom and Wolfenstein before that, you know, <laughs> where it has this like kind of cheesy song. I mean, I love the Doom songs, but they, you know, they seemed they felt cheesy over everything else that was going on. But this one makes it a lot more a lot more atmospheric and I think it ages a lot well, a lot better in that in that, in that way, so yeah. But let's get on uh, the big game that I got 
the big small game, whatever you want to call it. No More Heroes 3 is officially out. It came out last week, and I bought it, and I'm loving it. But its I don't know if you guys have looked at the reviews or not. The reviews are kind of all over the place, as they normally are for No More Heroes games. Yeah. And I understand this this is what I this is what I want to say about this game. No More Heroes is awesome if you like No More Heroes. If you don't like No More Heroes, you're probably going to hate this game. That's just that's just how it boils down. Like it's not going to like sway you all of a sudden to be a Travis Touchdown fan if you didn't like it before. But if you like the other two, you are going to love the shit out of this game because it is a uh, it's ridiculous, it's super over the top. It's it's like 100% never predictable, which I think is amazing about it. There's surprises everywhere. They've managed to combine many genres into one game. Like it was even, I was even like playing like a survival horror level last night, which feels like very much like a Silent Hill Shattered Memories, which is a game that I really liked on Wii. And uh, there's even like a rhythm game in there. There's like a music thing that you do. Like, and it, and also this, it was spoiler. I haven't got to it yet, but a friend of the show posted on Twitter. There's an RPG part as well where you do like a turn-based battle against against one of the main villains and it's just it's just so it's just so out there there's like a there's like a rap battle on on like in at the beginning of one of them where you where you're fighting this lady and you just start rapping back and forth to each other and she's making fun of travis for taking so long to be in a game again like she calls him out for it being a 10-year waiting period between no more heroes 2 and 3 and stuff like that it's they definitely know I mean, it's they're definitely poking. It's they're breaking the fourth wall like crazy. Like they know what they are. They're just aiming for the sky, and I feel like they really knocked it out of the park on this game so far. Like I'm, I'm having a fucking blast. Do you think it's is it better or on par with the other ones? I think it's better. I mean, I think it's better than one and two, in my opinion. And I just played one and two not that long ago. I played, I played them when they were re-released on Switch. I would say that it's more like one than two. Which I do miss some of the things from two because I do because two had those cool like eight bit uh, mini games in there, and two also got rid of the map. But I do kind of like the map stuff in this because they made they do have the open world now. They made it bigger. There's like four extra. There's like four more levels on there now. Like instead of Santa Destroy, now there's all these different segments that you can go to. And yeah, I think there's five five more yeah does the open world feel a little bit more populous than the first one did remember that was the big complaint yeah but i think that was the point though i think that was the point is that they were making fun of open world games i think they wanted it to be empty like to just be like you know just be making fun of games with open worlds like that's that's the thing about about those games is i don't think they were i think they were trying to make a point that the, the open world games are boring so they made their open world boring so i mean i think i think they were taking jabs at that and and it was yeah it it would take a while to get around to places and but but playing it the second time I didn't really mind mind it that much but this one you do kind of have a little bit of a warp thing like you can warp to the different segments but you can't warp to like one specific spot but you can like you know you pull up your map and you'll be like oh I want to go to one of them's called Call of Battle which is hilarious it's like Call of Duty but it's called <laughs> Call of Battle but they're I mean they're they're poking fun at games left and right like. I just I played a boss last night who was and there's a lot of references to the first two games. So if you don't if you haven't played one and two, I feel like a lot of these jokes might be missed might might be missed on you. But there's a this Destroy Man comes back again. He's been in every game. Like you fight Destroy Man in some in some version. And uh, there's this there's this part when you there's this part when you destroy when you beat Destroy Man. They basically do like the cutscene from uh, Punch Out. Like you go like running with with your uh, with this wrestler guy, and they do like the running past the city and, and all that stuff. And it's it's obvious that they're that they're poking fun at at other games. And but it's but it's funny. And it's and like I said, it's 
by no means predictable in any ways. Like one, like one of the boss battles was a rhythm game where you're basically playing musical chairs, but you have to hit buttons in a certain amount of time and you have to run to the chair before the other person does. And that's the game. It's, it's, I don't want, I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to give it away because I feel like anybody who's playing it should just not look at any spoilers whatsoever and just play the game because it's, it just has a lot. I mean, I was laughing out loud last night playing it because it's, it's funny just because it's like, when you think it's going to go one way, it always goes the complete opposite way most of the time. So it's like the story is all over the place. And uh, from what I heard, this is Travis's last outing. So the final uh, voyage of Travis. So far, I don't know. I mean, you, you know, they can always say that and then not say that, but that's what Sudify One officially said that this was that this was the last Travis touchdown game, and I feel like he really he really put a lot of effort into it. And it's, I guess you could say it's technically a sequel to the uh, Travis Strikes Again game because there is stuff from that game as well in there, but thankfully it doesn't play at all like that game. I I did not like that game at all. I I bought it, I played it all the way through, but it was the levels were incredibly tedious and just not fun. So uh, thankfully, it doesn't play like that. But I think, uh, I mean, I think it looks, I think it looks pretty good for a Switch game. Like, I think it looks good. I mean, it does. You know, there is some clunkiness to the movement, I guess. But like I said, that's in every No More Heroes game, so this isn't anything new to me. Like, if you if you're used to the way these games play, then you're gonna feel right at home. You know, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like off to me. And if you, uh, and, and when I in the original the videos that I saw of it, I was afraid. I was like, well, you know, I don't I don't think this game looks good. Like I, I mean, I think it might be bad. And then and then I heard and then I saw videos. I think IGN gave it a six, but I watched the video and I feel like the guy who played it doesn't like No More Heroes. Like I said, if you don't like No More Heroes, don't fucking play the game and definitely don't review it because you're not going to understand it and you're not going to like it. You know, so it's it's all over the place. But it's uh yeah anybody who likes it, like I said, who likes Travis, who likes his explorations and all that it's fucking great i mean i think you would enjoy the ridiculousness of the cutscenes. i know john would because it's very mm. it's just very out there weird japanese jokes like and also like it's it's so crazy like in between like in between fights there's cutscenes where travis and his friend bishop they sit around and talk about takashi Miike movies which i'm like <laughs> And I felt so behind because there's so many I haven't seen because I stopped watching them in like the 2000s. And there've been, I think the last one I saw was Yatterman. But yeah, they keep talking about uh, Mike movies and, and anime and all this stuff. And, and it's just, yeah, it does, it's not hiding anything. Like Travis is a super nerd and they talk about like Japanese cinema and all this stuff. And it's great. It, feel like, it feels like it's made specifically for me. And I enjoy it. <laughs> you know, it's definitely made for anybody who liked the No More Heroes stuff. I mean, it's a, it's probably, it's going to be on my list for the year as well. I think I don't see, I don't see it not being on the top ten. Like I'm, I'm having a great time with it. So, so it'll, it'll be on there somewhere. And it's cool because they have a, all, you know, if you're familiar with the No More Heroes, there's like the, you know, there's the ten people that you have to go through where you have to, you know, go up the ranks and kill each, each assassin or whatever. And this one, they made sure that like every, every assassin rank has an opening and ending credits, like like an anime cartoon so it very much looks like older 90s cartoons like that and it's great i put up i put up a secret i, I put up a credits thing on on twitter just be like oh beat of the week oh no wait those are just credits that you'll see like 10 times in the game whenever the episode finishes you know and it'll start another one like right right after that and yeah it's cool it's got it's got style out the ass it's it's all over the place the art style is everywhere and the animation is just like yeah, 
I don't like I said, I don't want to give that much away, but if you're not planning on playing the game or getting it, just watch the just watch the cutscenes on on YouTube. They're insane. They're ridiculous, they're insane, they're fun, they're over the top and it's it's a blast. And from what I heard, uh, I know a friend of the show beat it in 10 hours, which is like, wow, I guess you just barreled right through that game. I've already I've already put like 15 hours into it. So, and I'm like I'm number 4 now, I think, in the top 10. So, but I don't, you know, most, uh, you know, No More Heroes games are normally on the short side, but I always felt like they were meant to just for you to play the whole thing, for you to go through and get enough money to buy all the shirts and to buy all the lightsabers, uh, beam katanas, I mean, uh, <laughs> which you can't actually buy any new ones in this one, which that's unfortunate. I do miss that. Like there's only you get, get only one beam katana, but what you can buy is you can buy chips for your death glove is what it's called. And your death glove basically looks like you're wearing a glove that has two Joy-Cons on it. Of like the red, the red and blue. It's obviously a switch reference, you know, because he's he's wearing a glove that looks like he's wearing the Joy Cons without the switch in the middle. So, and you can get that, and you can add like you you know you can add like higher damage or whatever, and all these different stats to yourself. Also, there's kind of I mean, there's like a level up system in there as well. You uh, collect this uh, Wesson, is what it's called, I think. It's a you have currency that you can buy stuff with, but there's also other points that you can use to uh, level yourself up. So it is kind of like an RPG. You know, you get this, get this from fighting people, and then you can like level up your your health and your and your uh, your attack power and uh, the uh, stamina of your sword and all that stuff. And like and various uh, super and, and extra moves that you can get through there, and uh, you can make your death glove charge quicker. And the death glove has its own like you can you can slow down time. You can like. Uh, they made they made Travis Touchdown be even more of a Jedi because now he can like force push people. He can like pick them up and throw them in, in the other way. So it's a uh, really blurring that Star Wars line again with the beam katana, and now you can do force moves. You can slow time. You can like make it rain rocks on people. The to, and you can do like a like a jump kick, a wrestling jump kick, whenever you want. And of course, there's all sorts of wrestling moves in there still. Like you can do all the different moves on people. And and he talks about res- wrestling. There's a part where where this wrestler shows up and he's wearing like five belts and he's like won every belt in every wrestling <laughs> federation, which is funny because that's kind of a, that's kind of a storyline that they were doing in AEW where Kenny Omega has like five belts from, from all these different places that he went and bought them from. And he comes out wearing them all over himself. I was like, wow, that's, you guys are on the same, on the same nose here. Or they even talked about new, new Japan pro wrestling in the game specifically and the specific tag team from there. So it's uh Steering hard, steering hard into the otaku nerd area there. Yeah, I feel like I've been talking for like twenty minutes on this game. Is there any? Do you guys have any any anything you want to know about Nowhere Heroes? Do you think if I wanted to play this and enjoy it, that I would need to play through the first two? I know you said a lot of the references would go over my head, but do you think it's necessary to enjoy it? I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess playing. I mean, you did play the first one, right? You played through the first one, yeah, a long time ago, mm-hmm. and you skipped the second mm-hmm. one, which you should play the second one because I think it's fun. But uh, I mean, it's. Uh, I feel like uh, playing those first two will definitely prepare you for the way this game is going to work because it works exactly the same as the other ones did. You know, you get you you get an email that says like you have to. Well, they don't call you anymore. They used to call you on the phone in the other games. Now you get emails in the game that you can check. But uh, you get a thing that says like, okay, to get to the next ranked match, you have to get this certain amount of money. So you have to go and do jobs and stuff. And the jobs are ridiculous. Uh, lawn mowing's back, of course. That's in there. But there's a job called Coast Guard where you basically sit in a in like a gun and you shoot giant alligators that are trying to attack the coast and you're just 
they're just coming at you and you're just killing them. <laughs> and there's another trash collection game where you're going through and uh, taking ga- taking trash out of uh, out of the water. But also there's alligators in there and they'll attack you and you have to hurt, hit a certain button to uh, suplex the alligator for it to not hurt you. <laughs> it's so alligators are really important in this. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's two <laughs> there's two main uh, alligator based jobs in there. I guess there's a there's a mining thing where you can go and look for that for the Western experience points stuff where you go into a mine and basically if you die while you're in there, you don't get anything. So you want to like get, you want to go in there and mine everything and come out before you die, stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's very reminiscent of the other ones. And if you like the idea of what the other ones did, then I guess you could just jump right into it and, and play it. I'm just saying, just no, just don't expect it to be different than the other ones because it really isn't. It's still, it's still pretty much the same game. There's just more, there's more jobs and, uh, and they kind of like they almost kind of misdirect you with the alien thing either even because it's not really that much about the aliens and superheroes. It's still about like assassins and stuff like that, like the other ones are. So and that's and there's still that weird cartoon that's in there that had some sort of uh had whatever controversy about it. But I do kind of like the idea of like an E. T. type character that like makes friends with a kid and then comes back and kills everyone like twenty years later. <laughs> and that's basically what happens in this game. That's in like the first five minutes. Oh yeah, plus your cat Gene like now can talk to you and has like this like deep voice and then kinda can talk to you about stuff. It's it's ridiculous and stupid and I love it. I don't know. If you like this type like I said, if you like those weird games, go for it. And and it's and and I would expect it to be like probably like twenty hours at most if you're going to try to find everything like I'm doing, you know, but if you power right through it, you can get through it in ten, you know. So it's not going to be it's not going to be a super long game, but I think all of the stuff in it has been highly enjoyable to me. And I played like the first three uh, ranked matches handheld because I was on a shoot and I didn't have access to a to a TV. Well, I had a TV, but I didn't have a dock with me, so I I experienced the first part of the game like with my headphones on, like just playing it on the tiny on the tiny switch, and it was still still a lot of fun to me. There is like I think one of the I think the one major gripe for me that I've kind of run into as an annoyance is there's a you have like this mech suit that you wear now called like the Henshin and I just I don't really like those levels that much. There there's boss battles where you have to fight with the mech suit that kind of feel like they they feel like bosses from Star Fox but it kind of also reminds me a lot of uh Xenoblade Chronicles uh, X where uh you can upgrade Travis but you can't upgrade the mech. So when you get to long, so when you get to harder boss battles with the mech, and you'll just get killed, and it's just not fun. You know that's that's a big problem that I've had. But thankfully, you don't like the henshin levels. I don't like the henshin levels. No. So you're saying henshin should go go? Yes. <laughs> Got it. I mean, there, you can use the henshin like while you're fighting, and that's fun. And I, I, I mean, and the regular combat is great. Like I feel like they've perfected whatever the combat was that they had from the first two games. I feel like this one plays the best for sure out of all of them. And you have like a timed dodge thing you can do that slows everything down, which I love because that's in every game. All any of the action games that I like, you know, like a la Bayonetta Ease, like they both have that with the, with the time dodge and all that stuff. And I have a I have a chip in my death glove now where when you when you dodge when you do a perfect dodge, your your uh, damage shoots up like an extra twenty percent. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. That made me a hell of a lot more stronger because I dodge everybody. So when you do the dodge, you can hit them like way harder and. And it's and it's super bloody and ridiculous and over the top and yeah, it's uh, no more heroes in H in HD. Well, it was I guess it was kind of in HD before, but yeah, it's uh 
HD whatever generation switch is, is is what it is now and it's great it's weird i posted some stuff on twitter i thought you'd get a kick out of that rap battle that was on there jeremy <laughs> between uh I if you watched it, very it yet strange. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, the, there was like a, part, a clip you posted with a reference to like grooming i do believe yeah so yeah it was a little weird but yeah I, I guess Travis Touchdown's kind of creepy dude. They never really shied away from that. Yeah, I mean he's supposed to be, but he's married. I mean he did end up marrying Sylvia, and they have kids, and they talk about that. Uh-huh. Well, he's he's like he's like, how are the kids? Like, why won't you talk to me? Like she, because she's still she's fallen back into what her character is, where she works at this assassin association and all that stuff, and you know she issues the the ranked who you need to fight next for the rank, and she shows up and says whatever number you are and all that, and he's like, why won't you talk to me? He's <laughs> like, like we're married. What about our kids? What's happening? So I'm, I'm really interested to see how it ends. If they say that this is Travis's last outing, and and every every uh, every No More Heroes has has, a, has had a weird ass ending. Like I even talked about it on this show. Like whenever No More Heroes one and two were re released, how bizarre the original ending was. And I remember when I played it at the time, I thought it was fucking weird. Like I had no idea what was happening. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like this is the weirdest ending I've ever seen. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> so I'm hoping for the same thing. Well, at that point, you'd played like Killer 7 and stuff. So you were like, you knew it was going to be weird. Yeah, but I mean, but Killer 7 is much more serious than uh, mm-hmm. than Travis. And I love Killer 7. Killer 7 is like one of, I think it's one of the scariest games ever made. And I would love to see it remade, or, you know, remastered, whatever. I would buy it again in a heartbeat. But uh, it's but that one is like so it's it's more serious. Travis is just ridiculous. Like everything is mm-hmm. you know everything is silly and everything is a joke and you know and Travis is Travis and but Killer Seven was more. But Killer Seven also had like one of the Resident Evil guys on it, so I feel like he kept it more tried to keep it more like horror and more serious and stuff like that. But because that's what I expected going into No More Heroes was that it was going to be like scary like Killer Seven, but it was not at all. It's just super over the top and silly. But yeah, it's a, I, I don't know what, I mean, don't, don't watch any of the reviews. Don't look at any of the, if you're planning on getting it, don't look at any of the cutscenes. But if you're not, just go watch some of those cutscenes because they're ridiculous. Watch, uh, what was it, um, Velvet Chair Girl? Watch, watch that stuff. That was the, uh, that was the rhythm based game that I had to do where you, where you do the, uh, basically musical chairs in, uh, No More Heroes. So watch some of that stuff. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely my pick of the week for sure. No More Heroes 3. And I was like, I was going to try to, I was going to try to beat it this week, but I'm like, I'm, I'm going to take my sweet ass time with, with No More Heroes. I don't want to rush through it. So I'm fine with, you know, doing double the time. And, and I like, I like exploring all the things and doing all the side quests and all that stuff. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to do in this game. And you have your giant motorcycle and all that stuff. And it's fun. Well, this week I uh, basically just played Zelda because I wanted to finish it. And spoilers, I did not finish Zelda this week, but I'm literally on the last boss. So that's why I said it feels like 2012 again, and I hate it because (laughs) I'm pissed. Well, I've only played him twice, but yeah, he's handily defeated me twice. I've gotten further. So yeah, I got further the second time. I I think I'm really close to it, but it was pretty late. I kind of just wanted to go to bed last night, and I was was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait because at least I'm to where I'm caught up with where i was on the wii finally <laughs> i'm finally caught up and it's literally the last battle yeah i i was uh i mean that that can be the worst when you're like because i've tried to do those like marathons when and i'd never do it and i'm never good at it where i try to do a twitch marathon where i 
play through the whole game and I always get up, give up like almost towards the end because if you're if you're like on the last boss or something it, it makes that last boss like so much less enjoyable if you if you're up at like 7 a.m. or however much later than That's you exactly thought, what than happened. you thought you would be <laughs> I'm just saying it's better that you it's better that you quit and didn't like force yourself through a boss that you already don't like you know to to try to make it because that would have made it like much less enjoyable you know yeah. get get some sleep wait till you have some time and then sit down and beat that asshole well that's the thing i i did kind of think it was symbolic that i was stuck on the same spot i was on the wii so i, I felt yeah. okay leaving it leaving it there i th- even thought about years ago yeah oh yeah i mean i think it was had to have been 2012 because i got the game a little while after it came out and whatever but uh i will tell you once again i just agree with the different things you were saying like um as far as those like i i went and fought uh, the imprisoned again pretty quick uh, after we spoke last week, and the imprisoned was so easy the second time. It yeah, took it's, like it's great. Yeah, I love. The it took third a couple version. tries. <laughs> yeah, it took a couple tries. I mean, I'm not going to say I beat it my first try, but uh, yeah, once you get once you can just like blast them out of the sky, it's like no big deal. I did run the wrong way, like because you know you have to run to the top and get on the catapult. I ran. I went to the right instead of the left, so that's the reason I lost the first time. Otherwise, I would have beat it the first time but uh yeah you you can run out of time the the thing flies up there and takes out the temple so you gotta be quick yeah it's pretty quick you you always got to look at which way you're at because i i was actually the other way around where i was going left and i should have gone right so you always want to stop and look like stop and move the camera around and look where you're at and where and where the top is and you know where you need to go you can also just check your map and i mean i figured that out way too late i'm like oh i just could have hit select and seen where to go oh yeah they show you a lot of stuff in the map and a lot of times i forget to use it even though i did end up using it for those for the whatever tears of light and that final tears of light wasn't no the worst I, I i think i think i think the one i had the hardest time with was the volcano one but yeah. i mean everybody has their own things they get stuck the first on one games. to me was the most annoying because i just hadn't gotten to the groove of how to play the tears of light missions but by the fourth one i was i was like okay i know what i gotta do Take kind of take my time, but just make sure there's like a steady collection of tears so that I those guardians don't don't start chasing me. And also the especially that last one, you have to do like there's a couple you need you should just do first because they suck so much and you don't want to be doing that. Like there's one where you have to move the box to get the tier, and there's like a ghost going back and forth right across the path of the box. Oh yeah. You gotta do that one first, because I save that one for last and I was so pissed when I lost. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, do the yeah do the harder mm-hmm. ones first. Actually, that one. What I would do is I'd move the box and let the ghost find me, and then I would just get mm-hmm. the ball, and then the ghost goes away. I, d- I did that with a couple of them. There's w- there's one where you like cross a bridge, and you like have to follow the ghost, and you can fairly easily duck. But I would just be like, don't have time for that. I can just grab this tear once he sees me. So yeah, I did that for a couple of them. I remember the very last one. It was like the last two that I had in that area. There was one that was right next to the exit, and there was one that was really mm-hmm. far away. And I just went all the way out to the far one, and then came all the way back to the one next to the exit, so I could just get it and then, and mm-hmm. then, you know, instead of getting the one by the exit and then going all the way to that one and then coming all the way back, that just made more sense to me. It's like make, do the harder one first, you know, so you can get it out of the way instead of like saving it till the end, where you know there's a good chance you might fuck it up, and yeah. But uh, but for that final boss, like I said, uh, do it the way that I did it, and don't worry about doing the Skyward Sword or whatever. Don't do the Skyward Strike. 
just dodge and hit, just dodge and hit. That's what I did. I just, I, whenever he swings, just hit back an A and do the backflip and then like hit him a few times until he blocks and then wait till he attacks you again, jump back, hit him again. Just keep doing that until he gets knocked down and then stab him. You might have to knock him down a couple times before you can actually stab him, but that's all it, that all, that's all it took. And I destroyed him and like, I think minutes, I was pretty close to knocking him down. The, yeah, second, the second time. time I played yesterday, I think he, I had to have been pretty close to knocking him down, but I will say I did look at a guide for that last dungeon because it was just frustrating the hell out of me. Like, and, and once I did actually, once I looked at the guide, I'm like, there's no way I would have gotten through this without it. Like not, a, not in an enjoyable way, at least because at least knowing where to go next, you could kind of enjoy each of the puzzle rooms. You don't have to look up the solutions, but the actual shifting the dungeon around part, it's not my cup of tea. Oh, I thought you might kind of like it since you like the uh, sliding puzzle from Wind Waker, even it's though not it's like not that like that. It, it's kind of like it, but it's not as fun. By yeah. making what, what, the what one I stationary did, tile, yeah. which is the tile you're in, makes it so it, it doesn't function like those at all. Yeah, you can only move certain parts around. Basically, I just backtracked a lot. I would like go, I would go through one thing and go to where I could change it again, and then I'd move it to where I could go to the next thing, and then I'd, you know change it to where I could go back a different way. And then I'd go back through and go to the other thing. At least it shows you where the Triforce mm-hmm. pieces are on the map. That's what I did. But I just, yeah, I just backtracked a lot. Like I had to go through, I would do one thing and then go through and go back to a different room and change everything around and then change it in a different way and then go to that room and change it again. And I, it's definitely not my, it's probably my least favorite dungeon. Cause it's not even really, it feels like, it doesn't even feel like a complete dungeon. Feels like a Wind Waker dungeon, you know, like when one of those like half. It really does. Just think of like the end of Ocarina, where you have like the little. It's like a mini version of different regions of the map that you you play, and it's kind of like that. It's like a. It's kind of like each room is a one of the temples or one of the oh, at yeah. least one of the areas where you found the temples. So, and in, in that regard, I mean, I like that you've got these eight rooms and they're all kind of differently themed that's fun but yeah the way they're linked together is annoying and i don't get why that was necessary but who knows they i guess you could point at the screen with the wiimote and move the move the tiles yeah, around some, somebody uh-huh. had an idea yeah like uh add some more pointing abilities on there okay sure and i mean yeah. it and it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't that i couldn't wrap my brain around about like how it worked it was just i just got like fatigued by it and eventually i'm just like i'm gonna look at <laughs> i'm gonna look at a guy and just get through this oh sure yeah i did that for uh i mean i had to do that for some of the bosses yeah i got the first triforce you know what i didn't have any trouble with any of the bosses um besides gear him really like i guess now the final boss but like i remember that uh the automaton like being really really hard the first time i played that Oh I, yeah, I I got that the one with all the arms. Yeah, I, I like that boss. I know some people. Don't I did like too. It, I beat it my first. I, did, try. I didn't. I didn't die. Yeah, I did. I beat it first try too. But I remember having a really hard time with it on the Wii. So maybe it had. Maybe that was just another one of the you motion know the instances. Where, yeah, yeah, where the the motion was uh was a hamper. But this is cool. I, I did a lot of side quests and because I decided I wanted to actually enjoy the game. So I, I may have finished it if I hadn't decided I was going to do a bunch of side quests. Um, I wanted to get it like a, another yeah. bottle. I wanted to get some gratitude crystals. I wanted to uh, do the side quest with the item check uh, girl, which I had never done before. That that whole thing was really amusing. Um, oh, you never, you never did that? <laughs> no. Now I have though, officially. So I have a in-game girlfriend or someone that's waiting on me. I think is kind of how she frames it. 
Like you're gonna yeah, tell you, the you dad said, that you're in love after, after you beat the game. Yeah, after you after you uh, bring Zelda back and all that stuff. Which is kind of funny because then you'll have two girlfriends. It was like right after, right? It was like after I did that mission with Beatrice. I think that's how you would say her name. Um, I uh, it was like right before I went and like freed Zelda. So it seemed really <laughs> like links a player or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I just remember that because I had a lot of fun with that. I mean, it you know, it's a it's like Stardew Valley or Harvest Moon or whatever where you can have like the girlfriend in the game and I just uh I remember doing that when it came out and I was like, "Oh, this is funny," you know. Her dad too, like I kind of like her dad as a character. And that's another thing you've said like you really like the characters in this game and I've kind of come around to like that finally because I did some of these side quests which I never did before. Like I'm starting to see like charming elements in their design and kind of their expressions and how they react to you and stuff like her dad is such a such an oaf and he's got like this little tiny face and this huge head and it's like you kind of yeah. sort of like i and almost wonder this, like a cropped is like that cropped shirt like with this, this he's got the belly out and he's got know? like the tattoo he's got like a tattoo of like a shield or something so i'm just totally in my head being like making up my own head cannon for this guy being like well he probably used to be like really cool like people liked him and he went on quests and stuff and now he's like old and washed up and now he's just like this this guy like trying to protect his daughter but being way too overbearing about it and that's basically (laughs) all he has going is cutting bamboo and making sure his daughter doesn't date anyone and (laughs) it's just like what's up with this character but it's a sad life he does you know i mean I, i do see what you're saying there like i i feel like he could he does kind of look like he could have been a link from another game or like from another. I know that like Skyward Sword is supposed to be the first Zelda adventure, but he could have been the link from the yeah. one before that. Like he's from, he's the whatever, Wand of Gamelon or whatever of that before. You know? <laughs> he's from this, he's from this other Zelda knockoff game. He was the hero there. And oh, he's now he's settled, he settled down and, you know, he has a kid. I don't know what happened. Maybe he was. Maybe he had the kid with the, whatever the Zelda is in that world, and she and he fucked up, and the Ganon ended up killing her, and that's why he has all he has left is this kid that they had together, and he's overly protective of her because of that, and that's why. And and you know he's he 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 like fucked up in his while he was sword fighting, and that's why he has this bamboo place because it will just practice forever and hope that someday he'll be able to fight well enough to you know to to have been as good as he should have been the first time when he lost his love. There's a I went an extra. I went the extra there on the on the head cannon for that guy. But yeah. yeah, no, I mean, no worries. I, that's as far as the auxiliary characters go. He's one of the more interesting. Um, obviously, Groose too, but Groose is more of a secondary character. But uh, Groose is like, here's another Groose thing. Was, I, uh, yeah, he was a, he was my favorite at the beginning. Well, first time I played, I loved Groose. A lot of people like Groose. I think that's one of the things that everybody agrees on with Skyward Sword that he was a good character. He needs his own game, but. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> there is there is this moment at the end of the ga- of the game, like which you know just it happened last night. But when Groose is talking to you during a cutscene, and he's standing right next to the old lady, and I notice that his hair and her robe are the exact same color, and his hair like goes up at the point, yeah, <laughs> just like her hat does. And I in yeah. that moment, I was like, wait a minute, is Groose a descendant of like the guardian of the sealed temple or whatever, like of, of Impa? Yeah, I kind of wonder, like. They really, they. I don't know. I just had that moment of clarity last night when I was playing, where I was like, "Huh, I wonder." Because yeah, it could have just been reuse of the same color and the color palette by the programmers, whatever. It could be a coincidence, 
but there really was like the shot framed and I, and I recorded it last night on my computer. I just wanted to capture some footage and uh, so I'm going to go back and look at it again, but I, I think there might be something to unpack there with Groose. Like Groose has his own legendary bloodline. They just don't really talk about it. Yeah, nobody. I mean, I feel like all the knights that are there, like they don't have parents. Like Link doesn't mm-hmm. have parents. Like Groose doesn't have parents. Like, I mean, Zelda's dad is there. Yeah, someone's like, dad's around. But it, but it's like uh, nobody's. <laughs> it's like there's nobody else has parents. They're just all in this knight academy. You know, I don't know. The item check girl has a parent. Well, she does. She's not in the night night academy, but the I feel like girl everybody who's in the school the they don't have parents. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but no, I, I mean, I liked I liked all the side missions, and I thought all the characters were pretty interesting. Like, and there's all this weird stuff you can do. I don't know if you ever went to like, if you ever went to the salesperson's house like at night where you could do yeah. the black market where you could buy other stuff or sell them stuff or whatever. That that was interesting. I don't yeah, even and he's that like his whole. Time. I don't either, and his whole demeanor's changed. He's like super serious, and like, "Hey, you want to buy something yeah. cool, whatever?" <laughs> or get out here. Yeah, he's basically just like, "Yeah, I put on a show during the day, but at night I just do my own thing." Um, I did finally go to sleep in inside of the at Beetle Shop because I wondered what would happen. Oh yeah, there's there's a whole another side mission for that too. Mm-hmm. So I I was with just messing around with some of that stuff, but Beatles, I guess Beetle's Beetle. By no means have, have I completed you know a huge percentage of the side quests, but. I wanted to do some of it. And uh, I also looked at a guy to see about the bottles. And I was just like, I just, I just want one more bottle, which was a really easy one to get. And I'm surprised I didn't have it. It was the one where you go and uh, take care of the bird that's hurt. So like in the oh, plaza. The bird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that's that. I, I did that in like the first hour of the game. I think. Yeah. That could have been like hours. one yeah. of the first things I'd, I'd done, but for whatever reason I, I never had. So um, but yeah, I went and I did the, I feel like you could totally spam the uh, the bamboo cutting thing to just get a bunch of items and then sell them to the, the shop owner because it's really easy to get a bunch of cuts once you figure out how to do it. Yeah, there was somebody somebody did a video of that like right around when it came out that they did like forty some cuts and you can get a ton of money from from doing that like from, yeah. yeah from not using motion controlled even though I still had a hard time with it I I mean I ended up getting I don't know how far I got I, got, I think no, I got up no to hearts piece thirty. Yeah. No, I think I got up to 42. I think 42 might have been my number. I'll have to look, but no, I got pretty high up there. Like you basically just think about it. Like if it's going to fall, it seems like it's starting to fall to the right, start slicing it from that side. And then like, you know, and you just got to yeah, get really, could, really fast. Yeah. I just couldn't get the rhythm in there. And sometimes I would like in the world, you know, where there's like a tree and it would, mm-hmm. you would just cut part of it and you can cut it a bunch before it falls. Like I would do it there, just not thinking about it. But when it, but when it came to the, bamboo thing i just could not do it right like I, I and i was like happily i was like i'm glad there's no heart piece with this because fuck this i just i could not get it and i know yeah i've seen that it can be done a lot easier but i just couldn't it was hard for me to think that quick i guess like going back and forth and you know and sometimes it and i felt like there in that area was when it just would stop working the controls would not work exactly how i wanted them to work you know where i'd like i'd be like push it it's like not moving i'm like what the fuck man but next week you'll get through i mean i i hope so <laughs> i hope i am not still stuck on demise um once again agreeing with you though like by the end of this game you're just like i am sick of this terrain like you've gone over it over and over again like well yep. for one so doing <laughs> doing the side quests i think is what made me like fairly successful in that last tiers of light because i knew the i knew the layout of the town really well by then um mm-hmm. but like yeah the the when you have to get the pieces of the music 
and you go and there's like the whole level where you're swimming around collecting tadpole notes. It feels like you're in a Mario RPG or something. I don't know what's up with that, but yeah, you I mean, go, that part always yeah always stuck out to me as such a weird thing. It's it was like, so annoying because I got <laughs> I got all but one and I couldn't figure out how to get the last one. I could see it and it was, was like it the under, one that was under there. It's yeah, stuck in the and I was so pissed yeah. because. I had to look it up because I, looked I at a was just tired of playing like, it. Do yeah. that one first. Like that was the one that you're supposed to do first, I guess, according to the, I think it was the IGN walkthrough I looked at. Oh, um, I did it last. Yeah. You have to go all the way up and well, jump I did through it, it like from the top. Last, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I, did, I did it too. That one was weird. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever. I mean, they really stretch out the, the end of that game. I guess you sort of get a break on the desert dragon. Because that one wasn't very hard. It didn't take very long to do. But had I not remembered where to plant the thing from playing it before, like I might, it might have taken me a little while to beat that. Because you have to plant the tree. Oh yeah, you have to. Yeah, I figured that one out. Well, yeah, where it's like, well, where can you, where can you put a tree where it's going to age for a long time? So you like mm. go through the, the time gate and plant it, and then come back. And I wish there would have been more stuff like that in the game where you would go back in time and a little bit like the treasure chest and chrono trigger if you go back in time and activate whatever was, was in the box and then go to the future then open the box and then go to the past and open it and then you get two two items from each treasure chest i wish they would have done something like that here because i mean they totally do that with the boss at the end he's like well i'm going back to the past where he's still alive like you could have done that with other stuff in the game too with with yeah. the time mechanic but mostly they just use it as a temporal field for puzzles they don't you don't really get to do any like back to the future kind of stuff besides the uh the tree. Yeah. But other than Zelda, really this week, I mean that's all I've really played. I uh I can't get my watch to work. Honestly. Oh, no. So watch. the watch I bought last week, uh I showed it to you guys and it obviously wasn't functioning, but in the description on eBay it showed that it worked. So I was like, well I'm gonna open it up. I have some button cells laying around that I bought a couple years ago for a different watch and uh, I opened it up and there was a battery in it. So I'm hoping the battery is just dead and I need to go because I didn't have that battery in particular. So hopefully I'll have an update about the watch next week, but I'm going to try to buy a battery for it and get it working. But I tell you what, opening up watches is a very frustrating thing and I don't recommend Mm -hmm. doing it if you don't have to, because I've got the added pressure of this being something I just spent a decent amount of money on. So I'm like, Right. Uh, I don't want like a little spring to pop out or to lose one of these little metal clamps in here that holds things in place. So just trying to be really careful about it. So that's what, how the watch is going. And then one last thing, I was listening to a podcast this week and I ended up buying a Sega game because of it. Which one? I was listening to an episode about Garfield games by Retronauts. So I figured it was the Garfield one that got to you. I haven't listened to it yet, but I thought of you when I saw that it was out. Yep. So I don't know much about the game. I've never even heard of it until the podcast, but I bought Garfield Caught in the Act. Ten bucks. Full, oh, full. yeah. It's that got the... One of that game as a kid. You have to let me know how it is. I will, because, yeah, I was like, this is cheap. And it comes with the box, the manual, and everything. So I was like, well, this is an easy impulse buy. and yeah, I haven't fired up the Sega, Sega for like over a year, so that'll give the <laughs> Sega some, some action. In the retro station, no, it's not. But probably not because you just moved. Yeah, but I've got the Wii and the PS2 hooked up, so those CRTs are already in place. As I've shown on the podcast before, I've got two 
small CRTs and they're both hooked up. So I can just throw it on one of those. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me this week. I plan on kind of, uh, I said at the top of the show, I'm officially on vacation. So starting today, it's kind of how I feel. It's the, it's, it's time for video games. And then All right. I'm going to camp- go camping this weekend. But other than camping this weekend, I, I, that's really all I have on on the docket. So I don't know if I'm going to buy another game or I'm going to try to play more Garden Story. But I mean, obviously, Zelda's not going to cut it this week. So yeah, beat that game and be done with Skyloft for a while. Take a break. I'll, Take a break from the loft. I'll definitely probably be buying another game this week. I just don't know what. Yet. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot out there. I guess I could just wait for Garfield to get here. You could, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, next week, we'll talk about all that stuff that you played. I bought a game yesterday. I got a robot named Fight. It was two bucks down from 13 bucks. Have you guys yes. played that game? Oh, yeah, I love that game. Mm-hmm. I bought it for I bought it for like $5.99 or something, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I have it. I saw it on, uh, it wasn't, it was on one of those like limited run type uh, things, but it wasn't limited run. I think it's the one that our, one of our guests works for, uh, Jeffrey Wittenhagen. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, they were doing a physical version of Robot Named Fight, and I had never actually seen any footage of the game before. And I saw footage, and I was like, "Whoa, wait a second! Yeah, that's, that looks exactly like looks Super familiar. Metroid." Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, I, so I was like, "Oh shit, I need to get that!" And then I looked it up, and it was on sale for five dollars. And I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" So I bought it, and I actually played it for a good amount of time. Yeah, I it really like. Feels it. like Super Metroid. It's, I mean, it, you even like shoot the doors to go through the doors and all that stuff. Yeah, the way the character moves. It, it feels like they just said, uh, "Let's look at Super Metroid and do that." So, yeah, and, and and it's a and it's a Metroid, it's a Metroidvania roguelike, which is cool. You know, I mean, I guess there are other ones like that, but mm-hmm. not exactly like this one. And I found it kind of addictive, like in the same way that I did uh, Islanders, where it's like, you know, you after you after you die, you're like, "Well, I could just play one more," you know, and then it's kind of like this loop that like where it wants you to start over again, which you right. So you have like, I can do it better. Yeah, infinite. Metroid games on the fly, basically through this uh, robot named Fight, and it's uh, the other thing about it is it's a lot gorier. It's like uh, that's the 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 intro explains that there's this giant meat monster the size of a moon with like hundreds of eyes and everything attacking the planet, and uh, so everything is covered in meat, and you're like shooting meatballs, and they're exploding into these little meat monsters that fly after you. (laughs) So it's like Super Metroid meets Meat Boy, I guess. Meat's yeah. meat. Yep. Yeah. And I just played it for yeah, a no, little bit last night. I've got too much into it, but it's it's pretty cool so far, and definitely worth two bucks at the very least. You should, yeah, you should play more of it. I I thought it, I really liked it, and uh, when, whenever you're playing it, talk to the dead guy at the very beginning. Oh, yeah, he I says don't know some if you've funny been talking stuff. to him. Yeah. yeah, he says funny stuff, and he says a different thing every time. Right. Every, every time that you, and it and a lot of it's some of it's like just like. You know, try shooting the boss, like stuff right. like that. The first it, one where was, they just he, he was explaining like, you. this and that. It, uh, you know, do this, press this button, do this, press this button, do that. And oh, oh I'm dying. Oh, just press buttons, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, I mean, if it's still 199, you should definitely. I, th- I think you already have it, don't you, Jeremy? Didn't you I say you bought it? it? Yeah, I was just you looking at Switch? my uh, history, and I last time I played it was around the time Turok came out. So that's the way it's oh, okay. showing yeah. up on my history. I had a lot of fun with it. I should I should come back to it. I just uh, and and I played it a bunch of times, and I felt like I was still getting different weapons every time I went. Every time I did it, you know, every time I started it. So, and you also get stuff because it feels the movement feels a little clunky at first, 
compared to Super Metroid, but you'll get stuff that makes it that makes you move better and move quicker and jump higher and stuff like that. You'll get you'll get you know upgrades as you go through. So, and it's kind of like Dead Cells where you can find stuff that will make things more readily available when you go through another time. So it's not like you're completely losing everything every time you lose. You know, okay. you can you can unlock a wet you can unlock an item that will be in the rotation for your next playthrough. And that's oh. kind of how Dead Cells works also, where you like as you go through you get more items to use, like when you start over again, so it makes you more powerful. This kind of does the same thing. So it's not so don't let it don't don't fret when like you when you lose after an hour and you're like, Oh well that was worth it. Like you're still you're still doing stuff, which I think is any any good roguelike is like that, you know. So really yeah, two dollars, like totally worth it. I didn't know anything about the game when I bought it. It was just something that was on my wish list. I think I just thought the title was cool and I heard that it was a good game. But beyond that, I didn't know anything about it. So I just finally yesterday uh, scrolled down my wish list and saw, hey, two bucks. All right, let's not check it off the wish list. And so and um, started playing it and didn't realize it was a roguelike until I died and the whole game was new the second time that I played it. I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to keep playing that. And so far, I'm enjoying it. Um, I beat my friend Pedro again this week and just, I just underscored my love for that game because I, I even want to play it again. Double dipped on it. Yeah, double dipped on it. Does that count for for a beat if you beat a game that you already beat before? I don't know. Sure. I don't think we... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, you played it... I don't know. We never... You played it on a different in a different time, you know? Yep. I mean, you did play it like two years ago or something. Yeah, right? 2018. Whenever it, came, whenever it came out, so sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it hold, obviously, it holds up. Do you feel like you had a different experience notice, the second time, or was yeah? It did just you notice more stuff or enjoy it better? Yes. Well, first of all, I played it on hard mode this time around, um, and also the second time around, there's maybe it was there the first time around. I'm not sure. It was a while ago, but there's unlockables that you can find. There's like these things that look like big gems hidden in the level, and you're like, oh, how do I get to that? You find some. Uh, elaborate way to get to it and it unlocks more abilities i forget what they called them in, in the game but there's things that you can turn on and off in the menu like if you want infinite slow motion or you want to speed up your character you can turn these things on and off in the menu and one cool thing that i did notice about that was when you do that there'll be a little note at the bottom saying that when you complete the level saying that because these extra abilities were turned on these things won't be uploaded to, to like the record keeping the online scoreboards and all that. And, and like, if you try and take a screenshot of your points at the end of the level, it says it right there. So I thought, Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. So people can do that, but they'll, they'll be flagged basically. So that it's fair for, for online scorekeeping. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. You won't, you won't be able to put up your score. Right. Right. Yeah. The game is just so fluid and fun and, and addictive. Uh, the other thing, well, we talked about Pokemon TV. Yeah, that's it for me this week. Then the uh, just to, I wanted to say their actual name. the The company who's doing the physical version is a Premium Edition, mm-hmm. is what they're called, and they are like a company that uh, Jeffrey Wittenhagen works on, and he actually did a physical edition of uh, Super Blood Hockey, which is uh, oh nice, John's, yeah, that's right, John's game. I remember that now. So, so they've done they've done a bunch of different cool stuff, and I I, first, I think because I follow them on Facebook or something like that is why I, how why I saw uh saw that. But yeah, they have a they have a robot name fight, which uh, physical release, which I guess isn't available. But if you want to look at their stuff, premiumeditiongames.com 
And uh, at some point, I would, I'm totally going to have uh, him, Jeff on here again to talk about that because it's been a while. Let's see. And then, and I, yeah, and he didn't have all this stuff before. So it's, it's great. It's great to see people doing physical releases and all that stuff for people, especially for like indie games like these that people might have missed. All right. Well, uh, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about the news and the Hub World stuff. So stay right there. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! soundtrack the soundtrack to, to no more heroes 3 is is available on spotify right now but only on spotify oh, you can't awesome. buy it which sucks because i love it and i want to buy it but since you have spotify you, you should listen to it because it's very good does it mean it has the rap song in it i hope so <laughs> that's great i i sure hope so because uh it should be on there all right we're back from the break do you want to talk about that dream that you had <laughs> i thought i should talk about the dream i had because it's something i i always predict 
one of my favorite predictions about E3. It's always a successor to the 3DS, which at this point not happening. Yeah. That, well, I mean that concept's dead, dead in the water. The Switch There's is no the way. successor. I mean, the Switch is, and it's and it's just like the DS becoming the next Game Boy. Like they made Third it pillar. like it was not yeah. really that, yeah. but it was. The Switch was the successor to the 3DS, and they existed for a little while in the same market. But yeah, that's the truth of the matter. But what if? So I had a dream, and I don't know why this happened, but for some reason in my dream, my dad knew someone at Nintendo. So maybe it was my uncle. I don't know. But <laughs> my dad's like, hey, Jeremy, I've got this uh, this new system that Nintendo wants me to do a review of, or, you know, but why don't you just do it? Because you, you like that stuff or whatever. I'm like, what? And so he gave me this little console. It was like a clamshell thing, just like the, the 3DS. And, it, and, it, and there's this whole like thing I read, like uh, there's a letter from Nintendo where I was like a, an embargo on it. So <clears throat> I wasn't even allowed to like talk to you guys about it. Are you sure this is okay <laughs> talking about it on the show right now? I don't know. <laughs> it's, I'm starting to get a creepy feeling about it. But uh, so my dad hands me the system and I open it up. I'm like, how, how do they do 3D on this one? And I open it and it's kind of hard to, to describe, but when I open it, there's like one single screen inside of it, but it was flexible. It was like a flexible piece of plastic. When you open up the clamshell, the screen kind of like went from the bottom part of the thing up, almost like it would make a, tri- a right triangle if you turned it to the left side or whatever. Uh, the way the screen was, and it was it was fl- it was a flexible, concave screen. And the reason it was like that is because the 3D effect was achieved the same way as those arcade games with the time traveler and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you know the games nope. talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah. Like the little the game. I used to play those. Yeah, where they stand up and they. Yeah, I never could get very far, but I thought they looked neat. <laughs> yeah, so that was my dream. That was my dream. Basically, it was like uh, Nintendo was like, "We finally have the technology to do the 3D we always wanted with the concave screen," <laughs> and so that was what it was. And it, uh, I don't know. I thought that was amusing, but I just remember playing it and being completely blown away by it because it worked really, really well. Because it was a dream. It was kind of like if you took the hologram from Star Wars like where princess Leia is talking and then made it full color. Like it kind of had that appearance. And, uh, I was just like, I wish I could talk to Trey and John about this, but no, I wasn't, I was literally not even allowed to talk to you about it. Like casually. Huh. I could, it was like, it had nothing to do with the podcast. So yeah, that's maybe, maybe I'm onto something there. Maybe in the future we'll have concave 3d. I don't huh. know. But. I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned my dream before on this show, but I did have a dream where, the switch the switch pro was really the was really the playstation vita pro did you remember <laughs> saying that where they they actually it really wasn't the switch pro it was a vita pro and they re-released the vita in pro version and that was what became the hotness was that was the ps vita pro which is pretty funny let's talk about the news for this week here is the news i promise you it's the news we're going to talk about the hub world stuff but let's talk about stuff that's out now first what came out? We already talked about Pokemon TV. That's for free. Get it. There's a game called The Magnificent Truffle Pigs, which I watched a video of just because. That was on a direct. Was it? I don't remember it. Yep. Yeah, about a month oh, ago. Okay. Two months ago. I don't maybe. remember it. I just, Truffle Pigs is, that's what we call our cat, Tanuki, because he makes, he sniffs around and makes noise like, like a pig. He's a truffle pig. But uh, yeah, I, th- I thought about that. But it's, yeah, you like, uh, you like dig for for truffles right you have like a searcher thing mm-hmm. whatever the equivalent not the metal detector but something like that it's 11.99 so it's kind of cheap and i was like eh, maybe but i was like i have all these games to play i don't need i don't need any new games as of right now too many too much backlog but speaking of more backlog stuff 
NIS Classics Volume 1 came out, which is one I was kind of interested in. This uh, has some remasters of older games. Uh, Phantom Brave in particular was the one that I was interested in because Phantom Brave, if you don't remember, was PlayStation's version of Fire Emblem. Uh, Phantom Brave was on PlayStation 2, and it was, uh, and it actually was re-released later on Wii, and now it's re-releasing on Switch. So it's like one of those things that I kind of followed because I remember when it came out, I was living with Tim, and Tim was really into Fire Emblem, and he ended up getting Phantom Brave, and I watched him play it, but I never actually bought the game. But I just remember watching it because Phantom Brave. But it, it's coming out for forty. But it's also coming with uh, Soul Nomad and the World Eaters, which I haven't heard of. But these are both uh, turn-based strategy games, you know, from NIS and all that. So, so first of those classics, I remember we announced that on our show like way, way, way back. But that's coming out. Instant Sports Paradise, which uh, looks a lot like Wii Sports Resort. That's why I put it on here. But it's actually a sequel to Sports Paradise, which is already on the Switch. So they should put that original one on sale. So I remember people talking about it because it looks so much like Wii Sports, but it's a Switch sports game. And this one looked like Resort. Like they, and it also had like Pilot Wings looking stuff in it from what I saw on the on the trailer for it. And it has like the same sort of me animation and stuff like that. I don't know if it's any good. Probably not. But it's just interesting that it's coming out. There's also a weird first-person shooter horror game that almost kind of looks like Doom, but like weirder, but with no guns, called uh, Apolov End of Gods, which I'm interested in that one as well. Also, uh, we, we talked about this a little bit for Sonic, uh, or what is it, Monkey Ball Mania, Super Monkey Ball Mania, mm-hmm. about how, uh, and, and they did this for Shin Megami Tensei as well, but there's another thing where if you spend extra money, you get a game a week early, and that game is Sonic Colors Ultimate. If you want to pay for the deluxe version, you can get it this week. You can get it on Saturday instead of on... You get it on Saturday instead of Tuesday. So it's only four days away, but they should stop doing that. It's mean. I've said it before. I don't like it. Stop doing <laughs> it. It's mean. I'm not going to do it because I already have Sonic Colors or I already have Sonic Colors for Wii. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even know if I'll get it on Switch. I think it's a great game, and I think that anybody who wants a good wants to play a good Sonic game, they should, but... I mean, it's like I already got it. And I think it's like $40. And for like a game I already have, $40 is a little high for me. But um, also a Kiwi, which is a game that John mentioned on a Indie Direct something with E3 or something like that. That's actually out now. It came out today. For $24.99, you work as a mailroom as a bird. And there's all sorts of weird animal creatures Air that birds, help yeah. you. Yeah. Cooperative bird mail game. Yeah, it looks another one of it those. looks strange. Yeah, there's so many of those on there already. Cooperative bird mail games. No, it's a uh, yeah, it looks interesting. It's all sorts of quirky characters and all that stuff. And also this one, just because it appeared out of nowhere, but Stranded Deep. I don't know if you've heard of that, Jeremy, because you're kind of the survival guy. But apparently it's a somewhere well-known PC survival game where you get dropped on an island and try to you know build houses and planes and stuff like that to get you out of there. I don't know. Apparently it was... We're, we're finally seeing what uh, Kojima was saying, that the Strand-type game is like a genre now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that Mario... I thought Super Mario Bros. was a Strand was a stranding game, or whatever. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It, it's just... Uh, yes, yeah, it's Stranded Deep. I just, I just saw people being like, oh, out of nowhere, here it is. And I watched a video of it, and it looks good in the video, but it's probably not. That's gotten... That can't be Switch footage, I don't think. It can't look that good. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like Subnautica minus the water, but there's, you know, you can like kill animals and put their heads on your, on whatever house that you build. And, you know, another one of those first person survival games. It's supposed to be good. I don't know. Popped up out of nowhere, much like this uh, Hub World Direct did, which uh, 
I wasn't sure if you guys would actually watch it because it's pretty long. It's like it's like a forty minute. Yeah, it was about forty minutes. It's a forty minute. I looked yeah. at some synopses of yeah. it, but I didn't watch. The I watched the whole thing. I had a yeah. Thanks for watching it and doing the notes and all that because uh, I was just I did watch it and then I watched it again after I saw the notes just to make sure that I, well I didn't watch all of it but I watched it by games just to remind me of what the games mm-hmm. were and stuff like that. But it's weird. I mean, it was their first. It was their first direct. Uh, it, it was a little rocky. You know, there's these like animated characters on there i know you like made a mention on the notes about like who are these people like they're not from they're not from a game or anything they're just kind of there it's like an owl and something else an owl and a bird yeah because yeah. I, I thought maybe they were from a game like i swear they were they were there's a game coming out starring them i couldn't find it the characters were melon and kiwi an owl and a, like a blue jay yeah but the, the whole banjo kazooie theme seemed to be a running thing throughout this there's a lot of banjo kazooie inspired games. In fact, that's a lot of uh, animal, um, a lot of games, are, a lot of, lot of right. animal uh, come together, uh, camaraderie, whatever happening here. Right. In fact, a lot of these games seem directly inspired by by other classic games, and that's why I said at the beginning this looks familiar. The first one they showed was Clive and Wrench, which of course is Ratchet and Clank. Well, in, yeah, which itself yeah. was kind of like Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, in name for sure, like it. Yeah, Clive and Wrench, Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank. You know, mm-hmm. like, but it doesn't. But from the gameplay, it doesn't necessarily look like Ratchet and Clank because that's more of like a third-person shooter. No. But it does look a lot like Banjo Kazooie because yeah, you have the you have the little like animal friend on your back that helps you mm-hmm. like fly it's a monkey and a rabbit and all that. Yeah. But Clive and Wrench, I remember seeing on another direct or some other thing. Like that one had been, I had already like marked that in my mind as something to look, to keep an eye on. And I think it looks pretty good. I think a lot of these look pretty good, even though some of them look really rough. But I mean, it's that's another thing that's kind of weird about this direct is there's not really there's not really any like dates, release dates, or anything like that, or no like available now. Which I or, think I can understand why, because if you're an indie indie developer like this, especially in these times, maybe you just don't want to say. Sure. You know, this is coming out quarter four, 2021. Is who knows these days? One of them said 2023, even like it wasn't even right. once said <laughs> summer 2023. Not even like next, they were really hedging their bets. Yeah, there. not even next year, the year after. I mean, I guess, I guess I felt the same way about that. Uh, about the RPG, the um, the messenger RPG that they were making. You know, when they were like, oh, I was like, oh, 2022. Mm-hmm. That's that's so far away, but now it's getting close and around the corner. Yeah, and I need to try to get a hold of those guys. Actually, they post stuff all the time on this uh, Switch RPG group that I'm in, where they actually and that. Oh yeah, they post all the time on Facebook too. Updates. I was on that saying game. on the Switch RPG Facebook thing, and they, they there's a lot of really cool stuff that they're doing in that game. It looks great. It looks really good. And there's like people who, that yeah, was not part of it's this. It's not part of this now. <laughs> but Clive and Wrench, yeah, and I was wondering because like things. like exactly who put this on. It wasn't clear to me. Uh, but it just seems like these guys all somehow got together and said, let's do our own direct. And this is such a good strategy for the indie developers that you know started basically last year or so when, when E3 didn't happen. I hope that this is a continuing trend that these developers kind of come together all their projects and do presentations because it's such a great way to find out about stuff you wouldn't pay attention to individually. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, um, I mean, I like the idea of it. And when they, and towards the end, I think they say like, oh, well that, you know, that was our first, I think they said like, that's the mm-hmm. first of, you know, hopefully many of these hub world directs and I'm all for it, especially for a genre that's kind of almost, was kind of almost extinct, for, extinct for a while, the 3d platformers. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was excited about it. But yeah, I know who I don't know who particular is in charge of it, but I did start following the Hub World Twitter and they've been posting a lot of stuff. I followed there. it on YouTube. Cuz uh right. and also like 
if you there's like nobody who actually broke it down like we did you know like there's no i even like kotaku did like they put like two games on there which like weren't even the games that i thought stuck out out of all of them like here are the two best games i'm like you didn't even watch it get out of here but uh anyway (laughs) let's uh continue on with what we're doing which nobody else is doing so there's tower princess i've come for you is the next one yeah this one's kind of interesting um it's a yeah, it's a it's a roguelike princess rescuing game, I guess, where it changes every time. I don't know. Yeah, it's procedurally generated. You're a knight. You can rescue princes, princesses of all types, various things. I don't know. We should say, by the way, that not all of these are confirmed for Switch. A lot of these are, are Steam. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Only, or, or they didn't say, um, which Clive and Wrench, they didn't say. This one, Tower Princess, they said it's coming for PC and console. They didn't say what. I, I thought that Clive and Wrench was was confirmed for Switch, like a long time ago, in another thing, and either a Switch Direct or an Indie Direct or something. But I thought I had seen that, but it wasn't said in this. But yeah, Tower Princess, I've come for you. I don't know. It was wasn't one that really like made. I didn't. I didn't like. I was like, yes, this one, you know. But it it's got okay. a bit of a Wind Waker looking vibe to it. Sure, mm-hmm. I would say definitely a Zelda like. So how how do you pronounce this one? Do you think Silo Sybil? Silo Sybil, yeah. This game screamed Crash Bandicoot to me. Like I was like, it looked like <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. Yep. It has that same like low poly like you know texture, blurry texture, like PlayStation One, uh, one camera angle mm-hmm. behind you, like going down a tunnel. Like yeah, that's yep. what I that's what I totally got from that one. Where you're the mushroom, the there mushroom also, person. There were a lot of. PS1 type visuals in this one, which we've all we've kind of said time and again. You know, when is the PS1 sort nostalgia? of look yeah. going to come? Um, I mean, I like that. Uh, I, I, I like the PS1 yeah, nostalgia. Is, so I mean, fine. I just I just don't like Crash Bandicoot. I never did, and this no. looks like Crash Bandicoot, and I'm like, I don't like I don't like Crash Bandicoot. I don't like the tunnel, the whole like tunnel running game or whatever. I never did. Even I played it when it came out, I didn't like it. So sorry, Crash, but. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that people... I mean, there are a lot of people that do. Like, people love Crash Bandicoot, so I'm sure they're into this. It's not confirmed, but at this point, why would it not be? It doesn't look like it's too graphically huge to be on Switch or anything like that. Challenging. This next one is, though, Demon Turf. Demon Turf looked cool, actually. Demon Turf was one that I, uh, that I like, made a note that I was like, oh, no, that's one that I think I would actually buy. And it is... And don't, don't forget, it is made by the same company who did ukulele that's why it has ukulele and it. ukulele so it is, is even in so there. it is yep. the play was it platonic like that's it's the same it's right it's the same developer as ukulele and it's people from rare and it has uh yeah and it has this and this was kind of sort of a trend from a couple games on here but it has this like yep. animated sprite character on on a, like pol- a paper on a pol- mario flat yeah character. on a polyg on a polygonal background but the way this, like the movement of this, and like the moves you could do and stuff like that, I thought it looked cool. Like it, I, I you know, most most, uh, wow. I, I feel like most three uh, D platformers, you'll be able to tell whether it's good enough once you like jump or like move, you know, in the beginning of the game. And if, and even if the trailer looks like the character isn't really moving that well, it's probably not going to be good. But I thought this one looked cool from what I saw of it, and I kind of reminds me of uh, in Super Paper Mario when you go into the three D mode. Because it's oh sure where you turn the where you flitch, hey, right. flip the controller and point at the TV or whatever. It's a really interesting looking game though. Yeah, I'm looking at the yeah. I was really psyched about it. Trailer. I mean, I was like, oh well, there's that's one that I would get. Like, I think it looks nice and it looks it looks more done than a lot of these and yeah, it's got cool animations, uh, stuff like that. Castle on the coast is also confirmed for Switch. That's the yeah <laughs> one where you're a giraffe and that's. Pretty much all I really gathered from this that one. one was uh, that, it's like you're a giraffe running around castles. That, that was kind of the one that was on the other side of the coin, where 
I didn't think that one looked like it moved that well in the trailer compared to the other game. That one looked like it was kind of a little, I don't know, a little janky, but maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I also thought the character looks like almost a direct ripoff of Jeffrey the Giraffe from Toys R Us. Yeah, I, I thought the, that's where they took that. I thought the, and his name is even George. I thought the exact same thing. Yeah, when I saw him, I was like, George. I was like, well, wasn't there Jeffrey? Wasn't there the Giraffe, the Toys R Us Jeffrey? I'm, I'm sure it's right. They yeah. even gave him a little bandana like the Toys R Us Giraffe. I'm sure. I'm sure it's there. I, I'm. I'm sure that's not accidental. Accidental. They probably. I mean, if right. you're making a giraffe game, you got to do it. You know. So there's a. After that was a game called Peeb. P-E-E-B Adventures with a weird cloud guy with a big nose. Uh, <laughs> but one thing I found interesting about this game is uh, the music. Did you listen to the music? It sounds a fucking very, really. very close to Grant Kirkhope. It sounds like they stole it from Banjo-Kazooie and put it in the game. Like mm-hmm. so, so, so similar. And it's the game in itself, you know, you're, I guess you have like a, you have like a grappling hook thing. You swing around like the gameplay in itself didn't look that interesting, but the music was like, if this isn't Grant Kirkhope, then they're really trying to be Grant Kirkhope because it really sounded like. And he's done a bunch. He's done a bunch of other shit. So I mean, it very well could be him. I don't know, but I think that if he was on there, they would put it in their advertisement. But this is the one that said 2023. So it's like they're, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're not even gonna, not even gonna try for this year, or next year. This be like, you know, sometime in the future when uh, Switch Pro and Switch Two and everything else and Vita Pro is all out by then, they'll. They'll do that. When they have the concave 3D Nintendo system, they'll put it on that. So uh, what is it? The next two the next two games were basically Sonic games to me. They look like 3D Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. games, especially Radventure, which uh, Radventure, I mean, the character has disconnected limbs like Rayman, but it does not. It's like Rayman. But it yeah. does not play it like, like but it doesn't play like Rayman. Like, mm-hmm. look, look at the way that the character right. moves. Look at the way he runs with his hands behind him. Look at the silhouette of the character with his hair like sticking yeah. out in specific spaces it's fucking sonic yeah. the hedgehog like it's exact it's, it's exactly they, yeah. sonic the hedgehog like I there's agree. i mean i've played rayman games they don't run you don't run fast like this like they're the much visual like style slow. though mm-hmm. but the way the visual style is directly rayman like especially even, like i mean maybe the, the way the character is designed not just not just the limbs but the way his face is and his hair and all that stuff and then the the design of the world looks like mm-hmm. rayman 64 but I think mm-hmm. you're right that that the gameplay looks more solid. The way the way the character moves, the way the character looks, if is uh if you're like if you like smeared Vaseline on your glasses and looked at it, you'd think it was Sonic the Hedgehog, because mm-hmm. it because it has like the silhouette is the same. And while I was watching it, the way that you fight the bosses, where you jump and target mm-hmm. and hit the bosses, exactly the same as Sonic Adventure. Yep. So I mean, it kind of looks like a draft too. Yes. Just like with not long. So neck. that's what I got from it. I didn't really see the Ray- the Rayman thing. I was like, oh no, that's Sonic. That's a Sonic game right there. Especially, yeah, the camera angles and the movement and all that stuff. But he all, but you oh, can I'm also there. Oh, yeah, can, can reach out and grab stuff like Rayman could. So there you go. But it's a, but I'm that one. Regardless, I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I like, I like the idea of people like trying to make actual good Sonic games because there's so many bad Sonic right. games. So why not? Yeah, just fuck Sonic. Like, go do your own thing and make it like that. I think this next one looks even more like Sonic. Specifically, mm-hmm. it looks like Sonic Adventure Two, like directly. There's the grinding the rails, the loop the loops. It's like it's high night, speed. You're running on the Sonic walls. Combined. Yeah, the the character looks like Knights. And that right. game is yeah. uh, Spark Three, the one that we're talking about. And yeah, this one is a lot more is even more Sonic because yeah, you have the little um, whatever you call them, the things that you walk by, and it like makes you run really fast, like the you know the wheels, and and there's like the loop de loops mm-hmm. and and the and the grinding and all that stuff rails in your in your yep. adjust- this is the first one your adjuster so this you is the first of, one that i saw yeah. that i was like i'm on board with this yeah. one i'm gonna get yeah. this one 
because I've been starving for a good 3D Sonic game. And there's a lot. There's a demo available on Steam. Yeah, there's this. Yeah, you can play it on Steam. Uh, and there's a, yeah, there's parts where you can like run off walls, where you're kind of jumping from wall to wall. It kind of reminded me of that uh, of that uh, Ghost Ninja first person shooter game that I had, where you can run and jump off walls and mm. kill people, and all that stuff. The one that I played the demo of. Frog Gun, I, I thought played. was. Frog Gun. Whoa, from, this is kind of like Ape Go Escape. Right? I was calling. Yes, yeah, Frog Gun looks like Ape Escape. Yep. Oh, I, I was feeling. I, um, I felt. I felt the original 3D Mega Man game vibe on that one. If you ever played like Mega Man too. Legends, yeah, Mega Man or Legends. Uh, yep. whatever, what was that other weird one that was worth so much? I ended up buying it for PlayStation, but uh, Bontron, like <laughs> like those games that reminded me of that. Oh yeah, Tron Tron or Tron, Tron, or Tron Bon. Or yeah, yeah, Bontron, yeah. Tron Bon, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It looked like that, but the actual gameplay reminded me of Captain Toad, like kind of like it totally looks like Captain slow, Toad. You got those sort of low play style slow worlds. Yeah. And I know, yeah, it looks like you can't jump, but you're using your frog gun, which is a grappling yeah. hook. I know it's called, I know it's called frog gun, but every time I look at it, I think fro gun because that's I don't know, that's funnier to me. I like guess it's gonna shoot froyo. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's confirmed. That one is confirmed coming for Switch. yeah. Fro, uh, frog gun looked looked cool. Uh, yeah, but and I do I do see the um, ape escape stuff now. But first thing I thought of was Mega Man because that's more familiar to me. But it still reminds me of that cartoony low poly. Uh, especially like in the faces and all that stuff. But this one looks pretty, it looks like a very pretty low pot, like it's high res PS1 visuals, very stylized. Some of the others are like low res and kind of mm-hmm. murky looking and, you know, trying for that PS1 look and, you know, depending on your opinion, you know, maybe achieved it, maybe didn't. This one I think is like what you rem- would remember a PS1 game looking like, your idealized version of a PS1 sure. game of how it would look. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Togus kind of confused me a little bit. I wasn't sure exactly what it was. Uh, I, I put, but you're like a Roomba character. I, I, I but like there's vacuum cleaner. But there's also boxes in there. Like I put it, I put as a joke in your inspiration, the unboxed game that I never got on Switch, but always wanted the one that looked the one that looked terrible. <laughs> but I wanted to buy it just for cheap to play it. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's like uh, you're you're I I guess you control a Roomba thing, but a but a big trail of boxes appears behind you i don't yeah i'm not really sure what's what's going on in a little game. bit like box boy or a snake like a 3d snake yep yeah i can see that yeah, what, what was that one it's a very weird looking game what was the game that we got snake tail or whatever it's called from the beginning do you remember that yeah. one that, we, that wasn't great snake pass snake, snake pass, pass yeah, yeah. What, a, what a game Helpi was the next one, which looks like Banjo Kazooie meets Conquer's Bad Fur Day. I, I liked Helpi. Helpi looked cool because it was like metal. You have like metal music in the background. It's like a demon character that's like has has <laughs> this like a little chubby angel like attached to him, and he's like abusing the angel through the whole thing. And it's like, yeah, I, I like it. It's weird. It's weird. It's quirky. It's uh, the chair reminds me of that Messiah game that uh, oh yeah Dave Perry game that yep. I never played. From like twenty years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it, that one, I was like, oh no, no, that one looks cool. I mean, I'll, I'll, it's like it's like I'll, I'll have a I'll have a dish of hell pie. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, you're. Oh, this looks really really quirky. Yeah, and you're like using you're basically using like the little angel that to like hit people with and stuff like that, and and the, and and I thought that as far as like originality, I thought the characters in this looked really really original. There's like a part with the fish with legs, which is, I'm sure is a reference to to evolution and all that stuff. But I thought this one looked really good. Looked really interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm psyched for it. Zira Myths Awaken is the next one, which 
looks like Spyro the Dragon. Oh, totally, yeah. To the point where even in the trailer, uh, under the you know they give like quotes of you know best game ever. This you know IGN says this that whatever. Oh, so are they the ones one that of the did quotes that? was yeah. from the developer that said that said. Uh, Activision, please don't sue me or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, their quotes thing was funny because it said, yeah, one yeah. of them is like 10 out of 10 IGN. And then later it says IGN. It says, we never said that IGN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I've, I've played worse. Cy uh, Reed's friend. Uh, this is really, this is really neat, sweetie. Cy Reed's mom. I guess that's the developer. So about that cease and desist <laughs> Activision. Best 3D platformer I've ever made. Cy Reads, that's the developer. <laughs> uh, cool Man, Shemp. It's funny. Yeah, 10 out of 10 IGN. That's and then clever, and yeah. then later it's like, we didn't say that. And then I, and Kotaku says, never heard of it. That's their <laughs> that's their thing. So, it, And what I noticed between uh, Zara and uh, what's what's the other one? Um, oh, uh, Silo, whatever, Silo Sybil, is they have the mm-hmm. same font. They have the same like PlayStation 1 font. I don't know if you noticed that. Very, no, very, very that. similar. The font that is shown on the game. They look. I mean, they're both trying to harness that uh, PlayStation One nostalgia, but the font. Maybe they got it from the same like you know asset pack or something. The Explore possibly. Cosmos. It's like this really angled uh, font. It looks the same as the mm-hmm. other one if if you compare them back to back and forth. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I understand they're doing they're doing the same thing here. I also thought maybe there was a little bit of Arrow the Acrobat in there because well, the character is a bat. And then throughout, they were they were using the word like like uh, acrobatics, like tongue in cheek because he was bad. So. Acrobatics, get it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I'm not really. I don't really care that much about Spyro, but it looks kind of cool, I guess. A lot of people do. So yeah, for sure. sure. This uh, this uh, Zoo Strikers game I thought was kind of hilarious mm-hmm. because. It's like let's throw any, everything into a blender. It's like, oh, oh, you like Fall Guys? We got Fall Guys. It's like you like Fortnite? Uh, we mm-hmm. got so we got shooting. We, you can get a guy and shoot a guy and do another thing. It's like the trailer kept just kept adding stuff to it. It's like already, it's like oh, these characters are quirky looking, and there's a and there's some single player stuff. But then it's like oh wait, but then you find a toucan that's also a gun that you can shoot other people with, and also there's a there's definitely it looks exactly like Fall Guys for the multiplayer stuff. So it's like they're really just just aiming just broadly aiming at everything here maybe they'll get somebody into it all the popular stuff yeah. yep so I, I i thought it was well you didn't impress me i didn't think it was all that good looking I, maybe the kids will like i just it. thought it was funny that like so. that, and then like the very end of it it's like oh and here's a gun and you can shoot people also <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed like they just tacked all this stuff on there to be like oh well you know somebody's gonna like it this next one i'm wondering if it if it uh if there's some kind of Oh, Renaissance going for musical games here between <laughs> this and and uh, the game that Jeremy. Yeah, got. no, that's what I was thinking um, too. I was trying to send, I was trying to send you a trailer for it, but I couldn't find it. Like just a trailer. I mean, I found trailers from like months ago, but I wanted to find the one from the actual direct to show to mm-hmm. at least show that to Jeremy to be like, hey, uh, looks like there looks like this is going to be a thing. Uh, games where characters sing to you while you're playing. Because here's another one. Billy. This one is called Billy Bust Billy Up. Bust Up, yeah. Very, very Disney or yeah, Disney feel to it with the singing of like I'm here. Yeah, I don't know. The, I I could see so- songs for a hero somehow being tied to this, but I, I doubt it is. But also, but also, no interesting thing in this one. What songs for a hero doesn't have this has, where bosses sing to you and yeah. characters sing to you. So I mean, this is a given you, and it also has a level that uh, a boss that looks a lot like that boss from Skyward Sword. 
the uh, right mm-hmm. the squid the squid on the squid oh, on the ship on the boat yeah. yeah and it's got a Nintendogs mini game where you give a dog a bath <laughs> well I mean there's no Nintendogs games anymore so I think I think we need that right it's gonna show up on the Twitter account can you bathe the dog <laughs> said Nintendo's gonna be like cease and desist you've made her no no they don't do that for regular games yeah that one is not confirmed for Switch but. This next one is, in fact, it was previously in a direct. This one is "Here Comes Nico." That was the 3D platformer for tired people. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really understand the what is the tired part. Did you understand like what? I mean, if it's for tired people, I think they're it, trying to say that shouldn't it's, it like play for you or like, something. Like if you're too tired to play, it'll just shouldn't just be a movie. Isn't like Twitch? Isn't like Twitch the like game for tired people or YouTube <laughs> for where you just, people, you right. just watch people play other this games? Game and looks you don't like play. Yeah, you play it. Yep. I'd fall asleep if I was tired playing <laughs> yeah. this. It's very once once again it has the uh, animated sprite on the on the uh-huh. polygonal background, like same as the other one, and it looks weird, really weird. It looks like those like what you're saying with Mario, like Super Paper Mario, where it's like not necessarily supposed to be three D, but that's how it's running. So <laughs> I don't know. It's really interesting. You almost wonder if that was like added later because these are fully realized three D worlds, like. At that point, why not have it be? I don't know. I'm too tired to make a 3D <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a reference to like a review or an impression someone had. Yeah, but, I mean, it looks it looks good if you like the style, I guess. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these are you know we we don't know release dates for them, so it's all. I mean, for these type of games, it's all about what's happening at the time for me. Like, what else mm, is out? Right. What else is out? Like, what's do I feel in the mood for that? You know. I don't know. Well, this one's it's out already on Steam, but it's coming soon for Switch. The Tori Tori one, Tori one and two. No, the uh, Nico. Oh, game. okay. No, we're not okay, there okay. yet. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Tori 3D. Um, that's the next one on the list. Not confirmed for Switch. And looks also like a Tori 64 two. Game. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a 64 game, specifically in parts uh, Super Mario 64. There's the yeah. slide moments throughout the trailer where you're uh, like sliding down. It also, I mean, it looks and it one, looks like a non-first party, three D sixty four game. Like it doesn't have that polish of sixty four of Mario sixty four. But there's right. also there's a part on here in the trailer where you're jumping, uh, where you're on a highway and you're jumping from like truck to truck, and that reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of uh, Toad's Turnpike from uh, Mario sixty four, Mario Kart sixty four. So a lot of, a lot of references in there. Not not to mention a Tori three D. There's also a sequel on here. There's Tori one and two. So they, there That's was correct. a, I guess I think two was just announced on this, but I don't know. I mean, I Tori was one. I was like, well, I'd get that if it was like ten dollars. It looks cool. I don't know <laughs> if it. Like I said, if any of these were out today, I might have considered it. But Blue Fire, yeah. It, and then they, and then in this part of the direct, they're like, oh yeah, and here's some stuff that's already out. Uh, which which mm-hmm. I think was also Tori, but not on Switch. But yeah, Blue Fire was out, and this is actually one that I was really into. I almost bought it when it was on sale. But I watched a review of it, and they said that there was like no map system in it, and it could be really confusing. And I, really? that kind of like turned me away from it at the time because I have a hard time with games that that are where like the, the environments look a lot of the same, and there's no map, and I can't tell where I'm going. Mm-hmm. That's was my Wind Waker with no map. That was my that was like a nightmare. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not like, but it's not like Wind Waker. It's not an open world adventure. It, it, visually, it looks like Wind yeah, Waker, it, but maybe the gameplay. Is say it's not an open world adventure game. It's more of like a platformer like level by level type thing but i think there's a little bit of backtracking in there but i just from what i saw they said people were getting a little lost in it and i was like oh well i don't know 
I mean, that's the reason, like, I couldn't get into Doom 3 or Wolfenstein 2 or any of those, because there's no maps, and I can't tell where I'm going, and everything looks the same. So, I mean, it's, uh, I had I automatically had visions of that, so that's why I didn't end up going with it. But it does look really cool, and a lot of people do like it. I think, uh, I think a few people have played through the whole thing, so, yeah. The next one I'm really intrigued by is Pile Up Box by Box. It's a puzzle game, and it looks inspired by Four Swords Adventures, where it's a four-player co-op puzzle platformer. You know, you know, I mean, there is actually, uh, I forget what it's called. I'll have to look it up. I'll, I'll send it to you on Slack. But there is a game already on Switch that is like exactly like Four Swords Adventure. And I got, I almost bought it because it was on sale. It might be on sale again now. But uh, was it Alex when he was on here? You mentioned it. But it's, it looks, it looks like it has the same art style as Zelda. You do a uh, four-player co-op stuff through dungeons and stuff like that. So but yeah, this box one was this like be cool. more box stuff. Makes me want to get that dumb box game that I never got. Whether or not there's there's decent online would make or break it for me because I'm never going to have a situation where four people want to get together in the living room and play this box game. Of course, yes. And then these then these last two ones here, uh, Twin Stones. Was it Twin Stones? The journey journey, journey of, of Buka of Buka Snack Snack. I don't know. Yeah, these weren't confirmed for Switch, but I, I don't know. The polish of them made me look like, made me think that maybe they weren't Switch games. I don't know. I think Oano, in fact, I said this is not confirmed because it, it listed all the other platforms. Yeah. It, yeah, but not Switch. But it once once again another. I mean, it's kind of a Banjo Kazooie ish because you do have a you have an animal friend. Um, it's definitely yeah, adventure game platformer whatever. Probably not on Switch. And then our final one was uh, Omno. Oano. Oh, Oano. Oano. This one looked really pretty. It looked like... Also um, looked too pretty for Switch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I feel like yeah, we're I mean, kind of to that point. It was the closer of the show, yeah. so they, 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 mm-hmm. this was supposed to be the real banger. And uh, I, th- I think it impressed me. It looked like like if Journey, that PS3 game, were more mm-hmm. of a cutesy platformer and uh, yeah I'm, in, I'm intrigued by it i'm gonna keep my eye on, on it yeah if i ever have a ps4 or 5 or whatever it's got a lot of this would be something that would be into. yeah it looks like there's a lot of exploration like almost kind of breath of the wild stuff with uh with open grassed areas this i mean it, it looks yeah like flight and uh i don't know i like i like exploring games that type of thing. Looks like there's more cubes in this one. <laughs> Looks like uh, cubes making a, making a return here. Yeah, I love those cubes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Hub World. It was an interesting. It's an interesting thing. I almost forgot that it happened, but I wanted to make sure and watch it just because because nobody seemed to say anything about it. But it's cool to see a uh, indie direct focused on a specific genre and all that, and I like that. So there you go. It's cool, yeah, because um, you know, gone are the days of the gatekeeping of certain media outlets getting you exposure i mean obviously it helps still but it's really cool that yeah the they all banded together all these different companies and uh this is a good idea i like it i I, uh i'm gonna watch it later yeah it's it's pretty cool i mean i I mean it's it's all stuff that we like you know third per the the whole 3d platformers lots of games where you're like behind the character and they're running really fast down like a hall type thing but that's just Mm -hmm. 3d platformers for you well I think pretty much all these games, I've, the crash ones. If, they, if these trailers had come out individually, I would have skipped over them. Like, who has time to comb through twenty different individual trailers of random games that you've never heard of? But the fact that they packaged them all together—that's what made me watch it. Because I just sat down over lunch, and it was something uh, easy to take down, and and it was for a, jo- a genre that 
I and everybody else on this podcast feels was underrepresented. So very cool. Yeah, practically, like I said, almost dead for a while. Like it went, uh, it got to the point where Nintendo was the only one that was doing anything with it. I felt like a few years ago, you know, because they were still doing the Mario games. But even that kind of went away for a while with the new Super Mario Brothers, where it just wasn't 3D anymore, and felt like nobody definitely cared. the time. It was ukulele that brought it back to the forefront, like the indie 3D platformer. And I think, yeah, obviously, Playtonic's represented in this to a certain extent. So now you see, now you see a lot more. But yeah, you can kind of probably link it back to that game. So uh, we're gonna switch. We're gonna switch to some more regular news here. I have not. I did not actually see anything about this until just now. Rumor. The rumor report. This. Of, yeah, yeah this, this came up, uh, broke pretty night. late last night. Yeah, I, yeah, yep. I totally missed it. So the rumor is that Nintendo will expand its Switch online service with Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles this month. And this comes from Nintendo Life. Uh, they say in the latest... This month is in September, right? Not this month is September, in yes. the yes. end of the month that is right now. In a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, no, no. Um, in the latest Nate the Hate podcast, known insider Nate, Nate Drake talks about how Nintendo <laughs> might be adding these uh, these titles. Uh, Nate Drake, he previously accurately predicted the release date of Paper Mario, the Origami King. Wow. So he has some credence <laughs> to the date. Um, I, I, I can't wait till they write an article about us that's like uh, Trey from Nintendo Main Podcast, who accurately predicted the addition of uh, Kiryu to uh, the Super, Ball, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania title uh predicts <laughs> this because we you know we've done this we've predicted things before on this podcast you know yeah. we just need more people to listen to our show and and write about it as an article like that's that's the world we live in i know if every time we say a prediction we should preclude it with uh <laughs> this is the exact date and time that i'm saying yeah this. <laughs> why because I, I mean they uh <laughs> yeah that's i mean I, i've ranted about this many Old times but this is the way that internet like news goes now it's like this guy on this podcast said this thing, so maybe it's true. Here's an article. Yeah. Read it. It's like, what? And he was right about this thing before. Like, well, he, he cursed us with Origami King, so yeah. he's going to curse us with this now. Yeah, right. Well, Nintendo <laughs> Life has actually also confirmed with its own sources that the Game Boy and Game Boy Color titles are likely to come to Switch really soon. So it's not just Nate Drake, but Nintendo Life. With their own unnamed, sources. I mean, with their with their own Nates, but, their own Nates that they got. But I want, <laughs> but everybody, yeah, we want we want Game Boy Advance. We don't care about Game Boy. I mean, we do care, but I saw some comments and people were just like, "Yeah, don't expect the really cool ones that you want to play, like Pokemon and stuff. That's not going to be on." Yeah, there. Good. I mean, obviously, well, yeah, there already is. I mean, they're selling those on 3ds still. On 3ds, right. I don't know. And if they did put them on Switch, they would sell them. They would sell them like by themselves, like they did on 3ds. I would think. And then we've seen some Game Boy games on the Switch through collections. Yeah, so we already this have. wouldn't be the first time we've seen Game Boy games. So I just see kind of, yeah, if they do it through the online, they're just going to throw whatever they want on there. So maybe we'll see like War. We'll probably see like Wario World. And um, yeah, if it's if it's going to be a Nintendo led thing, we'll see like Super Mario Land and Super Mario Land 2 yeah. and Wario World and stuff like that. You know, I would probably think. Mole Mania would be on there, I would think. It shows it shows Tetris. It's funny because it shows Tetris on this article, but I don't think we'll see Tetris because there's, there's no all way. the because no. it was available on 3ds, but now it's not because of um you know because of all the whole things with oh who owns Tetris and all that. I don't know. It's it's weird mm-hmm. about that first game. So even though they have Tetris 99, doesn't mean necessarily that they will have the Game Boy Tetris on there. 
But I mean, is that is that like a huge disappointment to you if that would have been what what happened? Like, because because <laughs> we've been talking about yeah. like sixty four games on there or like Game Boy Advance games, and if we get like regular Game Boy Color, I don't know, or Game Boy and Game Boy Color, I feel like Game Boy Color would come later, but. It does seem like a little Honestly, bit less than what people actually want. Like more people want like 64 and Game Boy Advance, I would think. I mean, Tetris Effect already looks like it kind of has like the old, like the at least the Nintendo one is mm-hmm. represented graphically. And then you could play on Tetris 99, you could play the Game Boy Advance or the Game Boy theme. Sure. So you're already kind of getting. But that what they want experience. is that they want the dancing Russians. That's what we don't have. We want the dancing Russians yeah, and the rocket so. taking off. That's what we want. Yeah, I don't know. Anything to me. Anything new on the NSO. Any new system <laughs> to me. I'll take it. Whatever. I mean, I'll play. Give me like the Amiga 64 or something like whatever. I don't care. Something new, please. I'll play. Uh, I do look forward to playing like a Game Boy game on a giant 4K TV. That'll be kind of cool. It is fun. I've That's the first thing I did when I got a 4K, v, 4K TV was play the games that look the dumbest on the pork, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no, I mean like, you know, playing stuff that's obviously not from this generation of games. Like I played doom one on there and I played like Mario maker and like super Mario brothers one, like mm-hmm. stuff like that, like old, you know, or I played like Castlevania, the, the game boy game really that nice. was on there, you know, like I played stuff like that on the big TV. Cause I thought it was hilarious. Plus it's great. I mean, it's great also if you don't care about all those old games, but yeah, we got a couple of new games announced. We got monster hunter, uh, Monster Rancher 1 and 2 DX. That was actually already announced, but it, they actually they said what the release date was. Like, it didn't have a release date yet, but this has been... Okay, yeah, coming out this winter. It, it was announced already because I do remember them talking about, like, the whole... Uh, the way that you would bring CDs in there because you can't bring CDs in there anymore. This, uh, now mm-hmm. you can search a database, which I think is even the the uh, the old legendary CDDB is what they're using on there, but... You know, I guess it's not as not as exciting because now you can just look up any CD. Now it's just what you know. You know, it's not like you can actually find. But I guess that's the way the world works now, right? It's not like whether you can actually buy the CD. It's whether you know of it and you can find it it's somewhere. Too bad. You know, it's not really. A... I want to see what jars of clay would do for me. Well, you could probably still find it. You just have to search it. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to look for it. That's one of the like three CDs I have. Yeah. Besides the video game one you bought me. Oh yeah, yeah, jars of clay. Jeez. You got me Hades coming. This is a uh, curse of golf. This is a uh, Chuhai, right? This is a. Uh, yep. I, I follow them on Twitter. They're really a really quirky developer that and it's always it's really interesting how they hype up their stuff. That but, game looked cool. I watched I watched the video of it mm-hmm. where it's like a golf roguelike with dungeons yeah. and stuff or something. This company also has a game confirmed to be on Playdate, so they're oh yeah, so they're so, very so they're in. <laughs> they're they're into mm-hmm. it. I mean, I, you know, any any golf game. That's cool. I love golf, so there you go. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, you know, quirky golf games out on Switch now, so I guess this is the console for that. Jackbox Party Pack 8 is coming, and they just released a trailer today showing a new game called Pol- The Pole Mine, which is like um, they sort of ma- mixed up the typical pole games that they do with, with RPG, uh, sort of a window dressing. So it looks like a fun game. Another Jackbox game. Who could say no to that? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I figured there's, I don't know how long it's been since Seven came out, but I'm sure they're always working on new stuff. So it's been about a year, maybe a little over a year. Didn't Seven come out? So I bought it on PC. Yeah, didn't Seven come out like right at the beginning of the pandemic or something? It was definitely around the mm-hmm. when Jackbox was, was, you know, 
killing it because back it was, when you were playing a lot of Jackbox. Yeah, because it was uh, it, everybody was playing it because it was so easy to play from different places, you know, and all that. You don't have to see each other. Blood I do miss all of our game nights. Oh, yeah, do be fun. Those soon. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to do another one. I could maybe I could probably do something on Saturday. Or oh, no, you're you're golf you're you're not golfing. You're camping. Yeah, I was gonna say we could do something this weekend, but you're not but you're, you won't be around. But whenever maybe next weekend. Weekends are normally the best for me, I guess, later, you know. So and if you can do it before ten, Jess can attend. But she's uh she's out by then normally. But yeah, what's the, what's the, blood. the next one? Oh yeah, Blood Rain, Blood Rain, uh, Betrayal, which is actually coming out next week for twenty dollars. It's already you can preload it on the Switch. It's got a physical There's edition. A physical edition that has a whole bunch of shit with it, even like a soundtrack and a Red Skull keychain, Rocket Coffin, Float Pen, posters, pictures, uh, all sorts of shit. It's wow. a lot of tchotchkes. Yeah. Game manual, official game manual, two sided poster. A membership card to the Brimstone site. <laughs> Some of these, it's like, you know, you, you see these physical releases and you're like, wow, that's cool. Like, I wish I was really into a game that I wanted something like that. I was, and I didn't get it because fucking bots and the internet took it away from me. The Shin Megami Tensei 5 mm-hmm. <laughs> Deluxe Edition that I wanted so badly and then it fucking disappeared in two seconds. Still mad about that. This is the one that I actually wanted with the art book and all that shit. When is the, the Zelda game I watch is is in September, right? No, it's November. I thought it was November. I thought it was November. I'd completely forgotten about that. It is that. November. But when I was looking for, I was trying to look at watch stuff for when you were talking about it because I was trying to, you know, do some detective work on how much you paid for it. But I found I found some of the Zelda the Zelda game watch, and I was like, oh, I forgot about that thing. There it is. Yeah, I'm excited about that, but I am kind of preliminarily stressed. It's going to be hard to get, even though the Mario one wasn't. So I'm kind of hoping, I don't know, on one hand, I'm thinking it'll be easy to get. And on the other hand, I'm still kind of scared it won't be. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to, it's probably going to be hard to get at first and then easy to get later, maybe. I don't know. That seems to be what those, how it works with a lot of those things. All right, let's uh, power through whatever, whatever we have left. Something kind of cool that Epic did. They um, put in a tribute to Martin Luther King in Fortnite to commemorate the anniversary of the I Have a Dream speech. So the 50th, not, not the 50th anniversary, but an, an anniversary uh, happened on August 28th. And players in Fortnite could take a pause and go to an MLK uh, tribute memorial. And of course, all the, you know, like the fighting was was suspended and you couldn't do like disrespectful animations or anything like that. But it was just like a nice little time out. To you could still appreciate floss. Martin Luther King. You could still floss. I, th- I don't know. I, I was reading about this, and of course... Wasn't you know, there like some controversy around it, too? Right. There's a lot of opinions are all over the place, and I've even had my own kind of... Well, this just seems wrong, like, putting it in here, but... Because it almost, mm-hmm. like, it's hard for it not to seem like a mockery, because Fortnite is just such a a parody of everything, really. But yeah. I, was ta- I was talking to my friend, Kyle, and he's got an eight-year-old son who loves Fortnite. I mean he's in that demographic and he's like, that's how he hangs out with his friends because he can't. So I was like, well, what, what if we look at it this way? What if Fortnite is the playground? It's, it's recess. It's, it's what you do with your friends where you hang out. So this is essentially like if there was a mural, a Martin Luther King mural at a playground. And when I kind of look at it that way, I'm like, okay, this makes a little more sense because you're, these kids may not be, exposed to this history any right. other way and it's meeting so, people where they're at i think that's a clever thing that they did and it's, it's all so, sanctioned by the way uh, by his estate martin luther king's estate or arranged this 
with Epic. And so very cool, uh, very cool idea. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Hopefully somebody watches it. Well, another dramatic change of subject here. Let's go to Metroid Dread, the new trailer. I, um, I, did you guys see the new trailer for Metroid Dread? What, I'm getting to where I don't want to watch these once trailers again, anymore. I've said it for like four weeks in a row. I'm it. not watching trailers of any of any of don't any watch game. It. They're really same with the don't just don't watch. I mean, I know we're a podcast about like news and trailers and stuff like that, but if I I just I just can't do, <laughs> I just can't do it. It's like if you. <laughs> If you want to see a movie, if you want to play a game, stop watching the trailers because they will show you everything that's in the game. And then you, and then you like when you actually play it, you'll be like, "Oh, this wasn't really that cool because I already knew everything that was already happening in it." So it's like, yeah, yeah. But I did. But I did. They really are. I mean, by the time this game comes out, you're going to know all the mechanics of it at least. I think I'm trying. That's kind of sad because yeah. the new stuff they've showed, I'm like, oh, that would have been so cool if it was a surprise. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, also I couldn't avoid it because I follow like Nintendo and all these other companies about it mm. on Twitter. So, yes, I did see that there's a Chozo in there that you meet, which they've already alluded to in some of their previous news on. That yeah. They said they were going to go back because we've never actually seen Chozos before. Just like they're saying that the Chozos that still yeah. exist are in hiding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is an interesting idea. I figured that was the way they were going, but I didn't watch it with the sound on. I didn't watch the whole thing just because I, I don't want to. That's that's where that's where I'm at on there. But this this next one. Did you also I, not watch the Super Monkey Ball trailer? No, I did watch that one because I wanted to know which party games were on the game. And uh, and there then <laughs> it's the Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania's most recent trailer. They, they might have spoiled how the monkeys got in the balls. No, I mean, I watched that one because I want to know what the... I, I I know Monkey... I already played the game. I know about Dr. Bad Boon and, and Curry Bananas and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to know because, you know, Banana Blitz was such a failure because it did not put the mini games that people liked on there. It kind of chose these random ones that weren't good. And I wanted to make sure that the good ones were on here. And I saw bowling and golf on there and Monkey Target and dogfighting and... Monkey boat. I'd completely forgot Luckily, about that boat. one. Yeah, I think they're putting them yeah, all me on there. Too. That w- yeah, that one was painful to play because didn't you have to like just hit the R and L buttons like, and you just like your fingers would get crampy after a while because that's the only way you could probably sounds about. I mean, right. it was it was a racing game, but yeah, but you had to hit the the R and L buttons to like to use your uh, your uh, paddles, and so you had to like coordinate it like you were actually canoeing, and it just was not fun. It was like a bad Mario Party game. This, this is the opposite of since it's not a completely new game, you know, and there isn't like an intensive story to it. I have actually been watching some stuff on it, just like stuff that I see on Twitter. But I feel like this one gets keeps getting bigger and better and better and better the more I see of it. Like I've seen that there's levels where you have to avoid the bananas instead of getting the bananas. Like there's versions like that that'll make it even harder. There's a mode that wasn't on the GameCube one where you get to play the course backwards where you start at the end and go yeah, to the like front like i think that's really cool like i never thought of that something cool. like that and i'm really psyched for this game like i'm even i was already psyched but i get more and more psyched the more stuff that i see and also the theory that we've been saying about having all these different characters in the monkey ball games they have the game where you punch each other so it is basically like monkey ball smash brothers so mm-hmm. they did get there where you can punch each other off of the screen and now there's all these other characters that aren't from monkey ball and and sonic is Sonic is in there, and the and the bananas do turn into into uh, rings. So rings that is confirmed. I wish this had online the play. There's no, there's absolutely no allusion to that being. A oh, thing. really? Yeah, I didn't think about that. I don't think so. I think I just automatically thought that it would. It makes me sad because I really would love to play online bowling, Monkey Target, and stuff like that. I want to play online bowling. 
because uh, yeah, online bowling would be cool. We sort of got easy. that in Clubhouse. Oh wait, no, you can't play it two player though. We we played online bowling in in, in uh, Clubhouse. Did we? Yeah, we did right when it came out. Did we? Okay. Disco Elysium: The Final Cut was rated by Peggy for the Switch. It's rated Peggy eighteen. No surprise there. Just news that it's coming soon. So, did they ever give a release date for that? No, nope. never did. But it should be now, right? You kind of got the idea. Yeah, it's supposed to be summer. I thought too. Yeah, but hmm. delays are a thing. I just, uh, just, just to double check your theory on Super Monkey Ball, I think you might be right because I'm looking at I'm looking at an eShop right now. There's no mention of online play, so that's a major bummer. I was really hoping well, that I noticed we could do in, all that stuff online. In the newest trailer, I noticed that uh, it just had like P1, P2 above people's heads, so that's what kind of implied it to me because you would you weren't seeing like people's screen names. Yeah, that's a shame because I really I really like those I, I like those Monkey Ball games and it'd be fun to play them online. You guys get these Animal Crossing shoes from Puma? I saw them. Yeah, I was I was gonna try to send a. Li- they're a nice design. I mean, they're definitely not my thing. I was trying. I was about to send a nice. link to Jess because she's been looking for shoes for a while, but she yeah. needs like ones with wider fronts, and I don't think these have that. But also, you probably can't get them, and they're way too expensive. So there you go. How about these first look photos from Resident Evil? Rec- Welcome to Raccoon City. Didn't look. Never looked at signifies- it because <laughs> I don't care. But that'll be Same. that's your thing. You care about this for some reason well uh, no i'm not that i care about it it's just like you know resident evil new movie it's something to report quash watching with caution it looks like they're trying to signify that that they're sticking to the games with this one this is a scream gems production again same guys who did the previous series but they're rebooting it and they're saying that this is uh more in tune with the actual games not the the previous series so that's good news to me but i watch with caution this is a strange announcement here. The fitness game, fitness boxing, is getting an anime, <laughs> which I didn't realize until this article. But this game has sold over a million copies, so it's a big hit. Um, people, people, I guess the series like is going to talk about. I played, uh, I played the demo. Like Jess and I played the demo a little bit for, uh, um, while we were doing, uh, you know, because I was doing Ring Fit and I was trying to find like something, an alternative, and it's pretty good actually. There's a free demo on on the eShop and. I think it's a decent game. Like it's, you know, it's just basically like boxing, you know, boxing and moving around and stuff. And there's different things you can do and you can set it to where you don't do certain things in case certain things hurt you and all that, which I thought was really cool. So people like it. People play it. If you ever wanted to know what happens when the fitness boxing instructors are done teaching, you don't have to wait for long. (laughs) This anime is coming up soon. So the Game Boy Advance the Game Boy Advance is getting its first commercial release in 13 years. This is a Kickstarter for a game called Good Boy Galaxy, and it's also going to come to the Switch and Steam. So speaking of Game Boy Advance love, yes, it's coming. Yeah, it definitely looks like a Game Boy Advance game. Like I, uh, and it's a little, your little dog that goes around and shoots stuff. I saw it, I saw it on something. I saw it on some group on Facebook where somebody was like, is there anything we need to add to it or something like that to give the Game Boy? Whatever. But yeah. That's cool. Physical Game Boy Advance game. This is one that will interest you, Trey. Um, the Yakuza creator Toshiro uh, Nagoshi is leaving Sega. So now that so now that he's left, we can port it to Switch, as I would say. Because wasn't he the one who said that he didn't want to port it to Switch because Yakuza didn't didn't sell well on Wii U? <laughs> so, so maybe they can finally uh, go past that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't re- read that much on it, but I saw that something that he was leaving. So I was like, okay. Well, I mean, it's not really uh, 
I mean, they've altered the. They've. I mean, they they've already changed the game. Like uh, Kiryu's story is done, and now it's on to Ichiban and all that. So it's different. So it's not that big of a deal as far as uh, as far as other stuff. But yeah, I mean, he worked on GX as well and Virtual Fighter F F Zero GX. Should get to work on that F Zero GX remaster. There is one thing we skipped over that I do want to talk about for a second. Is uh, the the uh, creator of the Cruisin of Cruisin USA kind of mentioned that he wanted to possibly do an HD Switch port of the arcade trilogy, and uh, I would absolutely love that for that to happen. So anybody who's listening, uh, get that get that Cruisin game, get Cruisin Blast when it comes out, so uh, they can show. I'm sure they'll get some sort of. I'm going to buy it regardless. Like I know it's looks like it's going to be a little probably more expensive than what it is, but. I will be the ambassador and see how it is because I just really want to play it. And if that's the way that I can help Cruise in USA eventually come to Switch, then that's what I'll do. Because I would love to. Yeah, I'm oh, waiting on it. I want to see. I love to play those old. What's games. actually in the game? Yeah, no, I'll I'll let you know. Like if uh, what's what's all left in there, but it's. Uh, I think we should close on this one. It. The designer of the the NES and Super NES, Lance Barr, is retiring from Nintendo. So in 2005. Um, Nintendo's uh, Don James recalled his and uh, Barr's experience on the NES. And this is what he said. This is courtesy of Kotaku. He said, we came back from that show and our president, Mr. Arakawa, called myself and my designer in and said, this is the shape of what Nintendo Japan wants to produce here. Can you make it look good? You've got an hour to do so. Um, <laughs> So imagine that you get the Famicom and you have to you have an hour to design it for the United United States. And so he says, we went back to the drafting board and we were all pissed off because we had spent all this other time on this other design. We came up with that gray and that gray and the stripe across the top in about an hour and presented it to him. And the next thing we know, poof, that's what it was. I'd never heard that story before. Basically, it's just a lot of empty space inside of a, a big plastic box. Mm -hmm. And so besides the NES and the Super NES, Barr also worked on the NES Zapper, the NES Advantage, the NES Max, the NES Hands-Free Controller, and more recently, the Nintendo Wii and the Wii Nunchuck. Oh, wow. So 39 years uh, for him at Nintendo. Thank you for your service. Yeah, yeah, it did a lot of stuff there. We salute you, Lance. Yeah, go on a vacation. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Lance, you you go you go play the rest of Skyward Sword. Also, now that you've uh, now that you're away from it, and you don't have to even play it with use your Joy-Con anymore. You yeah, <laughs> you don't have to use your mm -hmm. Joy-Con. All right, looks like that's that for this episode and for the news this week. Thanks everybody for listening. If you want to listen to more of us, go to Nintendo Main. Go to Patreon.com/slash Nintendo Main Podcast. And you can hear our bonus shows. For only $1 a month, you can hear all of that. We're about to we'll have another one out soon uh, this week or next week. So another bonus one about our own personal favorite, most important years in gaming and all that stuff, which will be fun. And you can <laughs> vote on it as well if you're a patron. So check that out. Also, we're at uh, YouTube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast or Twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Whenever I have time again, I will stream Mario Golf try to stream it over the weekend since there's some new rank stuff happening with that so you can check that out um yeah you can find us on twitter at nintendo underscore domain and at jmx stack for jeremy and i on there and uh all that and also and uh thanks for listening to us we've been your host i'm trey johnson jerry mckowski
John Knitter. And uh, thanks. See you next time. See you. Give me a break.